0: Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. And we are live, everybody. Welcome back to the post office for our Survivor Series Post Show.
1: I'm John Bollock, he's waiting. And joining us, I guess, the superior brand tonight, Davy Portman and Braden Harrington are hello.
2: In... hello, hello, hello. Step off. This is
1: our show now. Wow, look at this—a uh, very caffeinated Davy Portman and Brayden Harrington <laughs> representing Dr. Pepper and Vanilla Coke. Vanilla Coke. Wow, yeah. that's not one you run into too often. But there you go. That's not my kind. <laughs> that's no Vanilla your kind. Coke. I got a Dr. Pepper. What do I? Is it okay? Um, Dr. Pepper, it's uh, – uh, you know what? I've hardly ever had Dr. Pepper in my life. Don't get Whoa. heat.
3: That's, ooh, that's I not Dr. good. You yeah, better watch it.
1: Real American what would you choice. Qu- what, would you you, what would you categorize it as in the, the, the family of it? I mean, it's not root beer. It's, it's not cola. It's sort of like a cola it's alternative. It's like a soft drink amaretto kind of thing. Is it its own category? You love amaretto sours. That's I'm not saying I don't like it. I just yeah. – I've really never tried it. You love amaretto. Why aren't you drinking Dr Pepper? I like root beer. Root beer is the one one of the few pops. Yeah, root
3: I, beer I like. with your uh, with beer. your bourbon. That's his drink. <laughs> root beer and bourbon is wow. is, a,
1: is a great. Uh, is I've a great grown mix. to like root beer since moving here. It's not really. I hated that root beer up Same. until maybe two years. Welcome ago. Welcome to our root beer review show, soft <laughs> yeah. drink review show. I always thought it was like gross as a kid, and then yeah, eventually got into it. That is what everyone has tuned in for. Yeah, for this that's live it. That's uh, Survivor Sunday Series post show, guys. Thank wow. you so much for uh, returning here to the post office. This is your great. return you visit us. after Thursday, where not only did you guys hang out, but we also did our Survivor Series draft that Wei Ting dominated and killed it. I I had that moment the day after. Like I didn't go into that draft with any kind of plan or even like the title for my team. And I was thinking the next day, I was like damn it if i had chosen Uh-oh. the late gorilla monsoon as my manager for team pro wrestling gorilla <laughs> whoa, oh, yeah Ooh. i think i would have whoa, won spoilers it. for no. people who haven't heard the show yet you we don't well, know go that's... find out who can oh. s- who made up team i pro wrestling was told gorilla.
4: that uh seamer and t-hawk are known as the strong hearts so they yeah. would
3: fit my team perfectly there I are a lot mad. of hearts you could have gone with. yeah i panicked yeah i didn't think of anyone to fit mine I, I think I won, but... Well, everyone can go listen to the show, and they can debate, and then they well, can come to the conclusion that we won. Well, you can't just find this show anywhere. It's on Patreon.com slash upnext. Okay, you only get three of those this show. Okay. Three of them. So That's you, one. You use three it, Use sure. them wisely. Four, three, three each. But no, no total. Absolutely. <laughs> <That's> three <laughs> each. Listen, NXT won tonight in Survivor Series, so we, the BDE, the Braden Davies. Okay, you get one experience. for each
1: victory they had tonight, so you get four. Four, okay. You okay. we'll give, we'll give it three more. We're coming in in our shirts. We're representing. Wait a minute, wait a minute. It's more than just shirts. For those that are watching right now, Brayden, can you please show off the most hideous fashion statement of the year? (laughs) Uh, I found this in Davey Portman's closet. It is the (laughs)
3: Undisputed Era armband, but limited edition because it's before Roddy joined.
1: pre-Roddy. Look, there's no little Roddy symbol underneath. Look at uh, that. I did not think these armbands existed until the Survivor Series tonight. Only Anything to find out you guys own exists. one. Yeah. Don't no, I that. don't own them.
3: I own a John Cena spinner replica. That's it. Davey owns everything else. So <laughs> it's kind of evened out. Yeah. He owns two pairs of AJ gloves.
0: So since we review Raw and SmackDown, I guess we need like a dog outfit or something.
1: Yeah, exactly.
3: Or yeah, yeah, we could get the dog.
1: R or S uh, armbands that they had tonight. R those R those are pretty, uh, wow, pretty, pretty cool. cool. Yeah. I wonder if they were selling those uh, in Chicago tonight armbands like some guys would buy those absolutely Com- <laughs> completists out there the raw armband well we have uh, a lot to discuss I think that off the top we should uh discuss uh one of the major uh news stories today and that was the lack thereof uh of Moro Ronaldo. at tonight's show on the Survivor Series he had been scheduled to call several of the matches tonight obviously uh he did not call any Nigel McGuinness and Beth Phoenix were there and I think a lot of people have uh, looked at the past 24 hours I did not see these tweets on Saturday night but apparently Corey Graves while watching TakeOver uh, he had a pair of tweets uh, referring to Moro Ronaldo, and I'll just uh, read them quickly the first one uh, came at 8:34 p.m. so this is uh, right in the middle of TakeOver just for the record guys I know you wouldn't know it but there's actually a WWE Hall of Famer and a former Ring of Honor champion on commentary I'd imagine they have a lot to offer and then later, a user had referenced uh, how many Chicago rap references has Moro made so far? And Corey's response was far, far too many. Now, Sunday, Moro Ronaldo suspends or deletes his Twitter account. He is nowhere to be found on this show. And apparently, he went home. And the cover story that was given on the show was Moro Ronaldo was so passionate last night that he blew out his voice, which. For the life of me, I can never recall Moro Ronaldo losing his voice. Maybe it's happened, but I cannot recall it. And he has been calling high-level sports for a long time. And I'm sure that they are hoping to just get through this. He's expected to be back on Wednesday. But if if all of this was too hard for people to piece together, I think the smoking gun was Frank Shamrock, his agent, one of his close friends, who responded to Corey Graves' tweet uh, just referencing a... Uh, a message that Corey had uh, posted earlier, with the uh, with the text, "Social media has made too many of you comfortable with disrespecting people and not getting punched in the mouth for it." So I think everyone understands what the story is here. I think most expect that Moro will be back on Wednesday, but I just think from a just the perspective that you know Corey Graves is a colleague of Moro Ronaldo. and to do this online like this would not be acceptable if he went and tweeted about beth phoenix if he tweeted about nigel McGuinness, anybody much less someone who has very well documented uh problems that is bipolar that had a documentary about him and all you have to do is go and watch the one scene in the documentary that resonated with me the most was after he had called one of floyd mayweather's fights going back to his hotel room and just reading the positive feedback and just what this guy battles with so it's just it, it's a it's a very rough story given that everyone is aware of the struggles Moro Ronaldo has. I mean, and to, I, I just think at the very
0: baseline, it was very unprofessional of Corey Graves. Well, to even add to that, um, you know, before – I can't check the tweet now because Moro's deleted his Twitter, of course. But he, last night he tweeted after the show, you know, uh, something regarding his anxiety and depression and hoping that it wasn't going to creep up on him too hard because he was on such a high from that show. So oh, I don't I, think, I don't think there's any need for a reminder of what's going on there, especially from a colleague. Uh, I echo your sentiments. I think it's Corey can of course express the opinion that he expresses. I don't think there's anything wrong with that whatsoever. I think it's doing it in such a public place, um, in a way, you know, it, embarrassing. I think you know a fellow colleague that makes this really hard to take. I'm sure for moral and. Again, this is speculation because we don't know the real reason why Moro might not be around. But I think if you read Twitter, a lot of people are definitely not buying the excuse that the WWE gave you, and maybe putting two and two together on their own. I think everyone can do the basic math on on this particular story. But um,
1: you know, for you guys that uh, cover this uh, each week, did you feel that? Um, you know, I-, I felt in particular in that uh, AJ Shinsuke Nakamura yeah. Roderick Strong match. I thought Moro was really missed in that match i mean just you know just identifying some of the moves and there was a time like th- there were struggles at times with, with the crowd being engaged that i felt uh Morrow would have added a lot of energy to definitely this. yeah and that- and let me under and also like i know Moro has his detractors as well but i do feel that in a professional environment like if if you really said something that was grating to me davy i would maybe talk to you privately i would never tweet something yeah, uh, yeah. just knocking a, a- colleague of mine a teammate of actually
3: mine. what kind of what kind of sucks the most is that like yeah i watched a documentary on online like that is out on was it showtime that did it showtime 10. about this man and like what he goes through and all this stuff and then a colleague who's supposed to be like your friend you're all working together is this not like a unit is it not like a family essentially
0: i don't I know mean, it's kind of like i think the, the feeling that graves felt it was okay to tweet something like that yeah. suggests that he Sees some sort of line between maybe himself and maybe you know uh, his commentators like him versus some more Ronaldo for some reason. Right. You know? He put that tweet out thinking that it was a way to compliment Beth and Nigel McGuinness for not being representative enough. But on the that second show. tweet, the second tweet about the rap references? Yeah, he said far far yeah. too many. It's just it's so just like he's he's, yeah. he's critical of of Moro's commentary, and I again, it's fine to have that opinion. It's just, I think, a bad look if you're a colleague of somebody. It's
4: definitely because he's... I think it's the forum as well. If you're in a kind of interview and you're like, well, what do you think of like commentary in general these days? And do you listen to the other? And you make a comment like that. I think it's going to be a bit more passable. But we all know what Twitter is. Anything you put out there, you're going to expect some kind of reaction to it. And it's just, I just feel completely unnecessary, especially... Uh, given the fact that Moreau suffers with mental illness yeah. as well
3: what's the beef there like what why did he have to say it the, the way he did and he hasn't said I, we're recording this right after Survivor Series as of now but he hasn't said anything he was on the show on Survivor Series I feel like now this instantly makes a lot of people kind of go hey man that's not cool. I think You're he'll get cool. a lot
1: of criticism for yeah. this on Monday, and I think he will have to address this on his podcast this week. Exactly. Like, I, I think this will be a pretty notable story on Monday. It was just kind of everyone was swooped up in covering Survivor Series on Sunday, but this will be a notable story coming out of tonight. So I, I don't really have much more to add than that. Well, I, think- I miss Morrow. I did. I, I think, think you're for, right. For the, for the NXT title The match, NXT title matches. Well. We
3: needed more Ronaldo yeah. on NXT Championship Defended on a WWE pay-per-view. A huge, like, classic name, Survivor Series. And, like, we didn't get our guy. So it's just... I kind of felt a little robbed a little bit. I
4: also kind of wish they just didn't address it at all. Yeah. Because I think everyone's calling bullshit.
3: I know as much as and people on Twitter know. And even I was like, come on.
4: You just feel, okay, so Beth and Nigel are representing yeah. NXT tonight. And I think people would have been like, okay, still speculated. But the fact that they came out with blowing out the voice thing, maybe it's true. Who knows? But Mm. I'm not buying it. Well, I like it makes them look bad. I I like
3: his hip hop
1: references. As long as there's no more Cardi B (laughs) or Lizzo. (laughs) Let us uh, then move on to the actual uh, survivor series. Um, at the end, I do want to get some thoughts away on a TakeOver, and maybe you guys as well, just uh, 24 hours removed from sure. that show as well. But we have a, a lot to discuss from the Survivor Series going all the way back to 5 p.m. Eastern time with, not one, a two-hour kickoff show. Because, you know, you, you can't just kick off in an hour. You need to have two to get ready for the show. Panel consisted of Jonathan Coachman, Booker T., Charlie Caruso, and David Otunga. Later, we would have Christian involved on the panel as well. And... What I wanted to start with, Sam Roberts and JBL, who are also part of this. And this has been a slow evolution of Sam Roberts, (laughs) who is now just playing, like, the... Internet smark. The dick, yes. Um, Wait,
3: are you talking about evolution? Because the evolution we saw was the evolution of JBL JBL. turning into Vince McMahon. It's frightening. He looked just like him. Yeah. Go find JBL and Sam Roberts in this shot. He looks like Vince.
1: Uh, do you think this this works at all for Sam Roberts, uh, putting him in this role where it, it's r- – do you remember back – maybe it was uh, January for one of the takeovers and he took – was it the Bianca, Bianca Belair, Belair who he was like yeah. just, just running down and he got a ton of criticism for it. Oh, yeah. And they've just like run with it now that now this is his thing. Yeah. Uh, do you think this works or do you think it's a turnoff? I'm
4: not opposed to it because I
1: tend to not like these shows
4: because they seem so uh, fed their lines. Booker T, who do you think's going to win? Oh, well, I think it's going to be my boy D. Bry. Beth, who do you feel? Oh, I feel it's going to be this person. And I think even though he's playing this character, it, it, it makes it feel a bit more real. And I'd much rather have uh, polarizing opinions
1: between everyone than just the same old stick. Uh, JBL also gave us a history lesson about the Survivor Series and its origin going back to 1987, that it was a response to Jim Crockett, quote, trying to lock up the pay-per-view window, which I guess he didn't have the the, the time to expand upon that and explain that Jim Crockett Promotions ran their Starcade pay-per-view every year. And on this particular day... WWF decided we're going to put a pay-per-view against them and then make the cable providers have to pick one or the other. They can't run both. And if they run Starcade, you don't get WrestleMania next year. And (laughs) it led to five cable providers running with Starcade. It was detrimental to the company and surely sped up the sale to Ted Turner the following
0: year. I'd love to hear JPL try
1: to recap all that. (laughs) Well, he only had so much time here. He had to get into everything, but I'm sure that's what he meant by lock up the pay-per-view window. (laughs) So, uh, then we went into our first match. It was uh, an additional match. There were two matches added to the kickoff today Leo Rush, Kalisto, and Akira Tozawa for the Cruiserweight title. I would give five bucks if someone with no prep could tell me the brands, all three of these <laughs> men are involved <laughs> with. They're
3: all of our brands. They're all innings.
0: This was the match where they had the armbands for all the guys,
1: right. not every match we're, that they had. We kind of needed the armbands here. Akira Tozawa is Raw, yeah. Kalisto is SmackDown. Uh, Kalisto is SmackDown. He has to be, right? Because yes. Lil Rush is yes. NXT. Yes. Um, uh, this is where they mentioned that uh, Paul Heyman was interviewed, previewing the No Holds Barred match. And then Shawn Michaels came on to announce that Team NXT, the men's team, would consist of Tommaso Ciampa, Keith Lee, Matt Riddle, Damian Priest, and Volter, mm-hmm. Who would make such an impression. I can't. Oh, we can't wait to talk about that. <laughs> yes, we'll we'll get to Mr. Three Minute Warning later. Uh, and then Kathy Kelly interviewed Adam Cole. <laughs> He admitted he is not 100% after (laughs) a ladder match, after a tag match on SmackDown, after war games and an air raid crash off the top of a cage. He's not 100% tonight. Jeez, give this man a
3: raise this week. He had a ladder match. Uh, did he show up on SmackDown on Friday? Probably, yeah. Yeah, he they did. did. Uh, yeah, it was, it was the, the Eight Man. Yeah, and then uh, Saturday, just in a War Games match, falling backwards through tables. And then. With that little wrist
1: injury that he had this whole yeah, time. Oh, oh, by yeah. the way, he's in a cast at the same time, yeah. <laughs> well, the week's not over yet.
0: let show up on Raw for. Oh, I'm
1: Iron praying man this match. guy does not have to wrestle on Monday. Yeah,
0: He's going to
4: be in the
1: crowd for Britt Baker on Wednesday.
4: Yeah, or was right. that last week oh. in Chicago?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> So first up, the tag team over the top rope battle royal featuring teams from all three brands, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, the Forgotten Sons, the Revival, Ziggler and Rude, the Street Profits, Fandango and Tyler Breeze, Grand Metalik and Lince Dorado, Fabian Eichler and Marcel Bartel, Heavy Machinery, and the tandem of Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. Uh, we just went through a litany of eliminations. All those teams, this match went eight minutes and 19 seconds. I'm just going to fast forward to the end here as... Ziggler missed a super kick, hitting Rude that sent him through the middle rope. Um, there, it, It's down to Ziggler and Rude with the Street Profits. And then Montez Ford was on the top, got shoved onto the apron, but he held on. Ford then recovered and rotated in midair, hitting this cool frog splash that I think was the best thing in this match. And after landing the splash, he went into the air off the rebound and Rude grabbed him and threw him to the floor. So SmackDown got a victory here in 8 minutes and 19 seconds with Rude and Ziggler.
0: Pretty generic battle royal, I thought. You know, the crowd didn't seem all that into it, um, but I'm sure the guys appreciated the excuse to get on the show. Uh, Did the show need a battle royal? This was purely for numbers to give SmackDown a number. Sure. And that was about it. I like the total tally that they started to add at the bottom of the uh, screen right. for all of them. Cause it last felt year, very
3: like sports, this whole oh, show, yeah. like mm-hmm. Fox. Like you got the tallies of the scores, the whole... Whenever there was a match with the, each person in the corner, it would have a little thing like The Sims, but in each color above the corner being like NXT, Raw SmackDown. It was yeah. really cool. Uh, also, Fabian Eichner uh, is amazing. He's from NXT UK with mm-hmm. uh, Marcel Bartel, and they're fantastic. So to
1: see them kind of get some... A little bit of shine, even if it's in this, was is cool. If anything, like this this weekend, really to me was the marriage of NXT with NXT UK. That I think we should expect a lot more crossover between so. the two, and yeah, that's I, almost like its own brand. Is the two of them under one umbrella?
4: Yeah, because I believe Kona Reeves has the moved finest, to NXT UK now, and I'd be happy to see like Imperium come to NXT for a yeah. proper run as well. Uh.
1: Leo Rush, Kalisto, Akira Tozawa for the Cruiserweight title. We have Byron Saxton and Aiden English calling this one. And I mean, the... the the three worked really hard. I thought by by the end of this, they they kind of got the crowd going. There was a Salida del Sol by Kalisto that was hit onto Rush, but then Tozawa stepped in to stop it with a Shining Wizard. Tozawa went to the top, hit his huge senton onto Rush. Kalisto broke that up. And then Kalisto landed on his feet on a released German attempt, hit Tozawa with the Salida del Sol, and then Rush came off the top, hitting the final hour with Kalisto eating the fall. Leo Rush is your winner. Uh, more important than this match is the fact that after... Twelve years, my stopwatch, no, has kicked it. It no. did not survive what? the no. series. Are you joking? It's not so much that it stopped. It's just it's uh, it can't stop. It's like the Red Hot Chili it- Peppers. So <laughs> I noticed this the other night for Takeover that during the War Games match it froze. It froze on a time. I was like, did I like hit this by mistake or something? And I'm thinking it's me. Today. I saw it would freeze, but then the weirdest thing happened. I would reset it, and on its own throughout the day, it just starts going. Whoa. No touching it. So either The Conjuring 5 is being filmed <laughs> in the <laughs> post office, or I need a new stopwatch. So wow. it's my phone for now. And I, I've, oh, had to, I've used this damn – the same stopwatch that you hear beeping in the background. I've had it since I think 2007. You've had Ta-da. such fond memories through the years lending it to people. I can admit now, now room? that it's uh, it's fair game, there were a bunch of these at work, and I just stole one. Oh. I, just, I just swiped <laughs> one. There were like five of them when we had to do those one-minute updates uh, in front of the camera, yeah. and they had like five of them. I'm like, I need to stop. And I just <laughs> grabbed it. Wow. Uh, you just I, 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 I won't tell anybody, John. It's okay. Leo Rush wins. There, there,
4: <laughs> I quite enjoyed this match. It was um, good. I it was, loved it the... Fine. There was a really cool spot where I believe it was... Tazawa, I think, hit a bridging German yeah. to Rush, and Callisto runs up his chest and flips into a, Jack knife. a jackknife pin attempt. Yeah, himself it was... was awesome. Just I've never seen that before.
3: I thought that was very cool. It's very fitting that your stopwatch stopped on the man of the hour with yeah. Leo Rush. But uh, I w- I'm happy that he didn't lose the title here. I didn't expect him to because I need to see that rematch with uh, Angel Garza. And they were they were pushing
4: that on commentary throughout yeah. the match. They were saying, "Will Leo Rush be focused because his mind should be on Gaza?" Who he had a confrontation with backstage yeah. last night.
0: I yeah, I really didn't expect many you know title changes between brands on this show, especially when they've been pushing NXT so hard with the cruiserweight belt and Leo Rush so hard. This didn't really feel like the right time, but it felt like a great time to showcase him. And I thought it was really good action, like you guys said. But it did suffer from your typical two hundred five live crowd. Without they atmosphere.
3: They needed all purple armbands because technically aren't they all
1: 205? No no, 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 not no, really. No, no. Oh, no, that's right. folded no. into NXT now. Right, yeah. Yeah. Sami Zayn interrupted the panel and he discussed the three-way involving AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Roderick Strong that it could be a match of the year because of their artistry. And they can't appreciate the artistry that these men possess. And this was our first of several CM Punk chants which was really translation for we're bored mm. uh, throughout this show. There I were There were several of them. Yeah, it was their protest chant. Caleb Braxton interviewed the New Day. They wished Xavier Woods a speedy recovery. And we go into our final kickoff match, the Viking Raiders, Kofi Kingston and Big E with Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. This featured Vic Joseph, Jerry Lawler, and Corey Graves on commentary. Uh, really well worked match. I thought this was the best of the three matches we had on the kickoff. Uh, really great showcase once again for O'Reilly and Fish. And I thought the Viking Raiders, uh, you could see how well they they meshed with O'Reilly and Fish. I think they could have a phenomenal tag program if they revisit uh, that feud eventually down the road. Uh, Kingston was launched over the top by Big E, who then did his crazy spear that he only brings out every now and then. Taking Eric off of the apron down to the floor. Eric then lifted Big E, Ivar launched off the middle rope for the clothesline, and then Ivar did a cartwheel avoiding the high-low from Fish and O'Reilly, and they were able to catch O'Reilly and hit the Viking experience to O'Reilly on top of Fish, and squashed him like a fish, and they scored the fall in 14 minutes and 40 seconds.
0: Really good three-way, I thought. um... This was our lone raw win of the night. Yeah. In the end, yeah. Um, you know, I, I thought there were some that were disappointed when the revival were taken out of this match, and I completely understand it. Um, but at the same time, I feel like they, in this match, they kind of t- took the new day up for a lot of it, and they really just kept it for, towards the Viking They definitely experience. felt like the third wheel in yeah. this. Yeah. They kept it for the, you know, as a, again, as a chance for the Viking experience and for Undisputed Era to take the spotlight, to showcase themselves. And as a result, I don't know if that necessarily helped the match because I feel like the crowd didn't really get into it due to the lack of star power. And But by the end, I definitely did feel like they got him. I thought Kyle O'Reilly always, to me, steals the show, as did uh, Ivar, who continues to be a real standout in that division. But I thought Biggie looked great as well. So I, I like the match. Uh, they definitely got the crowd by the end, but not throughout the whole thing.
3: Yeah, I I was the one of the people who was upset yeah. that Revival was taken out of this match. And then I was also upset when it was on the pre-show. It went from one of being the most fantasy dream matches ever to taken away. To now on the pre-show, when you look at this card, what would you have? Yeah, right. I don't know. Yeah, it's true. There's like ten show cards. Exactly. Yeah, there was a lot of matches, and I think
4: the problem is a lot of the matches have a lot of people in it. So sure, do you want to pull one of them?
1: Seen like Cole and Dunn thrown onto the kickoff, like that would have really hurt the presentation.
4: And they probably got more time this way than if it was on the main show. I
1: I still kind of like the
3: match, but I mean, we've been doing uh, up next for a little while. We've seen the the undisputed era and the War Raiders or the Viking Mm -hmm. experience, whatever you call them. We've seen this matchup, and they they have this crazy program if you've been going back to like ring of honor days these guys have been like killing it with, for years and then the new day was just kind of chilling so it, it, it i was okay with new day in the match
4: though i feel when you're doing these brands v brands you have the revival you just think it's three nxt teams yeah and mm-hmm. new day are very very wwe so i was i was kind of cool with them being
0: in the match kind of wanted to see more of them to
3: be yeah, yeah i want to. Yeah. i i like the match but it didn't really it wasn't what i wanted
0: but again it shines a light on just like how how many great tag teams you actually have within the wwe oh yeah you throw in the usos in there as well mustache mountain like this is just this great pool that they can actually pull from if they wanted to treat them seriously yeah i mean even in the battle
1: royal like you have you have a mix of quality teams uh in there as well and uh man kofi is really like holding his cards close to the vest like mm. about this uh Man, when this guy snaps, it's gonna be out of nowhere. Because he you <laughs> they cannot tell that completely. You know, for although holding out up. hope, it's it's starting to the hourglasses. I will empty. completely
0: give up once the rumble passes and he's not even part, part of the conversation. You know, that remains my one glimmer of hope. It's it's gonna be yeah. very
1: sad if the Royal Rumble comes and goes and he's right back to the uh the crazy near elimination spot like it just feels like that's such a step back Mm. that'll be the full exclamation point to the whole thing it's jumping ahead but i can't
4: really think of any programs for brock anyway moving forward so he's the only one unless you go back to ray that i actually see you can start putting steam behind because he lost so embarrassingly and so quickly right um but yeah you're right it needs to be the rumble
1: or or not at all really yeah uh, then after the tag match, um, but they're on separate brands. So, <laughs> well, that's if you win uh, the rumble, you can go for it yeah title, you're right, you're right. right.
0: Yes, yes, yes.
1: So then we go on to the main show. That was that was the end of our of our two hour kickoff show, and. Kicking off the main show was our first elimination match. It was the women's match with Team Raw, represented by Charlotte Flair, Natalia, Asuka, Kairi Sane, Sarah Logan against Team SmackDowns, Sasha Banks, Nikki Cross, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and Carmella, and Team NXT, which was announced after TakeOver, Rhea Ripley selecting Io Shirai, Candice LeRae, Bianca Belair, and Tony Storm, who maybe I'll be there, maybe I won't. <laughs> Turned out she was there.
5: <laughs>
0: yeah. It's Tony time. They filmed a, a bit of a backstage uh, segment on, for .com last night. or I think I believe it was on Facebook Live where they had Triple H asking. Yeah, this is his uh, usual post-interview with Kathy Kelly. Right. But you know, the, you, you had Rhea Ripley on talking about who she was choosing and up, why. as a part of her yeah. team. And I really liked it because she gave solid reasoning for everybody. I mean Candice being the one that was there with her by her side but also put over Io Shirai and Bianca Belair for being two very impressive people. That, that took Did she say Shirai matched. gets me high? Did not say that. <laughs> She shouldn't. But great justification for Tony Storm as well. Somebody that she's known since she was a teen and came up with. So I thought it made total sense. Unfortunately, we didn't really get to see any of that. But by the end of it, I think there was solid explanation about why they didn't announce Team NXT prior to this because you didn't know who was going to be healthy yet. Yeah, that was the reasoning Paul Levesque gave that they didn't know coming out of war games who would be available
1: the next day. So that is what we got. Calling this women's elimination match: Michael
6: Cole,
0: Beth Phoenix, and buckle up, Jerry Lawler. (laughs) I kind of like the team, actually. Like it had been a while since I heard Cole and King together, and to me, that that, there was a bit of nostalgia there. And I thought actually Beth sounded really good with them. What they tried to do in this was you
1: had three women in at all times representing each brand, and then they would they would just go through the various pairings, and I think and they were building them up in in kind of name value and i yeah. think they were expecting much bigger reactions when you would have the visual of so-and-so is here with so-and-so and this was this is a real struggle with the crowd i thought throughout this i felt this crowd was kind of dead the whole night almost
0: they i feel they picked up later but yeah, yeah they chicago what really? happened i i didn't sense that at all actually watching this match i thought they really got into several pairings especially Kyrie and io once you got into that
1: i think there were there were some that w- that was one of them um they were just kind of going through combinations when they got to Kyrie Sane and Io Shirai, um, Yes, they were in there and then Ripley tagged in. They got excited for Ripley being in as well. And then everyone they do the sequence where everyone comes in. Everyone gets laid out with a move and you see Candice take a super kick from Carmella rolls to the floor. And then all of a sudden we cut over and Candice LeRae and Io Shirai are laying on the floor. We never saw what happened to them. Uh, they're just down and then they get picked up and they're taken out of the match oh, and it was done. It was done in such a strange manner because there was no visual to explain their uh, Mm. elimination. So even if like later they'll come back, spoiler. But I I think that honestly, like the crowd was like genuinely concerned about these two, that it could have been a real injury because everyone stopped. Everyone froze as if this was not planned. Mm. And I think they overthought themselves in this because I think people were actually concerned about there being a real injury. Is that a bad thing? Uh, yeah, because I think it did hurt the rest of this match yeah. that they were, c- took, I just it thought got this was upset. a de- really? dejected crowd until they came back. See, I end. didn't,
0: I, I, I thought it was a work immediately once I saw the heels taunting them. That yeah. wasn't right away, though. Yeah, I, um, I, I
3: knew I, it was a work when they when they realized when they, it was just focusing. But I was a little upset that even when the the angles of the terrible shots of an of a move don't really connect, they show it once still. But this, they didn't show. I think anything. the fact they didn't
1: have any kind of
3: they didn't have they didn't anything. have a replay.
1: They didn't have anything to show you. It's two teammates that apparently have run into each
0: other. I will. So uh, are they wrong for doing too good of a job? No, they didn't do a good job because the they didn't
3: see what happened. I was
0: so I'm like I think what? you need that visual. It's like yeah, it's, you need it. it, it Missing something?
3: It's there. like I can't just take your word for it. I need to see if they're hurt. Like five minutes you, prior,
0: you were so concerned. I was actually
3: this. This got me so frustrated. That
0: means it worked better that you didn't
3: see no, it. No, because I was upset. Like John said, it took me out of the match. I couldn't care. So First you of all, to see but the you replay. got that feeling when you see a legit injury. I, I don't know. I, no? I didn't. I didn't have the same feeling. It made me upset
1: because I knew it was a work. But I'll so be honest. Know. I also didn't think it was a great match. I know. I, like, yeah. I just thought there were a lot of women in this match, and it was like compare. It, Comparing this to the men's match, it was night and day.
0: Look, I got I really excited. I completely. I oh. thought this match was awesome. When you had oh. the
3: stare down with Io Shirai <laughs> and Kairi Sane, uh, Shirai will survive was my motto for tonight. And it was epic. You got the, ty- the tease that we want. Like one day, uh, WrestleMania main event. In the Tokyo Dome will be Kyrie and Io's 60-minute Iron Woman match. Book it. Just do it. WrestleMania trick-o-l-H. main event in the Yeah, near down, <laughs> like, years later. Just do it. Just God. do it. Um, so, yeah. Then I was like, super excited into that. Yeah. You had the spot where Carmella was trying to get involved, but she's like, hey, pay attention to me. But they didn't care about her because of their history. And then, like, not even a few minutes later, they, they're they out of – Candice – and EO were taken out of the match, and I'm like, oh, okay. The
0: way they followed up at the end, I was not a fan of. But, I mean, to, to take the two of them out of the match, I had no issue with it at all. I was just confused with the rules
4: as well, because I assumed it being a triple threat. There'd be no DQs, no countouts. Yeah, but then like- in the later one, we saw there was countouts. Mm-hmm. It's, were they were they actually taken from the match, but they weren't ever eliminated, like, mm. injury-wise? I thought that was confusing, but I actually really enjoyed the match up until this point. All the little combinations, the bit when they were all firing up and getting their shit in was really cool. Yeah. Um, I was surprised, unless I missed it, I was really expecting a and Charlotte stare down at some More point. bigger
3: of a spot, because um, that's a match we want to see. But that didn't happen.
4: Uh,
1: but I enjoyed it up to this point, but then I just found it got confusing. Uh, you know, the, the struggle for both matches was going to be at a certain point, you were going to have to go through rapid fire eliminations. And we got, uh, as the match resumed... NXT's down to three women. Cross dives off the apron onto Ripley and then gets attacked by, uh, starts attacking Storm with forearms. Ripley just lifts up Cross and from behind, Belair rolls up Nikki Cross, eliminating her. Then Belair hits Logan with this 450 splash. I thought Bianca Belair looked really good in this match. She, to me, is someone yep. that, um, she always stands out. She's she she just like very impressive athleticism that always shines. She's got just a great look. Um, right down to, like, her different outfits and stuff, like, she really stood out a lot in this match for mm-hmm. me. Flair then was tagged in with Bel Air, and they continued here. Carmella uh, eventually hit a top rope Rana onto Charlotte Flair off the turnbuckle, landing on Bel Air. But then Flair came back moments later to eliminate Carmella with the natural selection. Then Sane hit a spinning backfist onto Tony Storm and the insane elbow, which Banks cuts off by hitting the running knees, eliminating Kyrie Sane, who was gone. And the crowd seemed a little dejected now, at that elimination. why would Sasha do this? It didn't make a whole lot of sense why she would stop an because elimination. Because
0: she wanted to screw everybody. She wants the most she, elimination. She wants to be... She's the boss. I mean, at that point, it became Sasha versus Rhea and somebody else, or was it just Sasha? Well, Tony Storm
1: was the one who took the insane elbow, so she could have just let her cover her. That's one less person. Um, And then Banks, um, yeah, so she stopped this, eliminated Sane, Asuka enters for the first time, she was in this briefly, eliminated Dana Brooke with a spin kick, and then Asuka and Flair got into this argument as teammates, and Asuka gets shoved down, Flair continues, she's doing that damn Flair strut, turns around, (laughs) and Asuka hits her with the mist, and the audience woke up here, I thought. They're chanting for Asuka, Charlotte has got the green mist all over her face, and Evans hits Flair with the woman's right, so Lacey Evans pins Charlotte Flair. So clearly that was, I think, designed as something for Lacey Evans to come out of this with. Natalia's in, she quickly eliminates Evans, so it's down to Ripley, Belair, and Storm for Team NXT. Natalia On Raw banks on SmackDown. And the Italian banks work together. They apply a sharpshooter crossface combination, uh, and Tony Storm taps out. Crowd was upset with that one. Heart attack eliminated Bianca Belair. So all of a sudden, NXT has lost two members, and we got one representing each. Sasha turns on Natalia and attacks her and eliminates her after striking her with a right hand, and we're down to Banks and Ripley. And they start to have an actual match, and this is when the crowd really got into things between these two. Banks hit the Meteora, Ripley kicked out of that, then Banks came off the top with a boot, and this is when uh, Ripley has her submission applied. Does she have a name for the submission yet? I've not Uh, heard them identify one, one.
3: Yeah, they did, but now I'm blanking on it
1: now. <laughs> Cassius Ono has broken down like the origins of the submission, but I don't think it has an official name yet. Candice LeRae and Io Shirai return. They pull Ripley to the floor and reveal they were fine. It was all a plan, and all of a sudden, it's three-on-one. Banks falls to the numbers game, takes a springboard dropkick from Shirai that looked great, into the riptide, and Ripley pins Sasha Banks, and the three women survive. NXT wins. I, I, th- I really thought the, the strength was the final... A uh, couple of minutes here, but I-, I wasn't overwhelmed by this match. This exceeded expectations for me. I was expecting just
4: roll up, roll up, roll up. Um, and I thought they let everyone get their stuff in. Um, from following NXT every week, uh, I hated that it was EO and Candice yes. being the
3: two- that made me so mad. To mm.
4: be sort of cheating, um, because- what, like eo and Candice have had this feud which yeah, is still I mean. ongoing Yeah, i didn't like them friends and candace is a baby face eo's a heel so that's fine
0: i'd have had eo and bianca do this if you were going to do this spot um even that would have been odd because i mean i would understand the explanation that everybody's on the same side for this particular uh episode i i wasn't a fan of that spot at all because i thought it made R- rhea ripley into a heel and that's not what you want for that reaction. Yeah. By the end, they did a great job of making Sasha feel like, you know, the mainstream threat to this indie darling and in Rhea Ripley that, you know, you you had to stop. And I think by, by throwing the extra numbers from NXT against Sasha Banks, you kind of ruined that wonderful dynamic that you had set. So I was not a fan of that either. I agree, yeah. yeah. Especially, yeah, your healing... The baby is like, against a heel. I understand Which, the need to like protect Sasha Banks with, you know, a uh illegitimate victory, but I thought there would have been ways to do that outside of having, you know, especially Candice LeRae, come in to play a distracting heel to let Io Shirai get get the victory. Yeah, it was weird. But I didn't yeah. I,
1: I thought also Smackdown really suffered from not having that top baby face on SmackDown. Like Nikki Cross was not put into that role, and Sasha by default kind of became you know She, she, she played the heel, heel turning on Natalia, but by the end, it's like she's outnumbered by NXT, and you, you're so forced that, to have
0: sympathy for Sasha. And that was the problem with the spot. But there is no problem at all by making Sasha Banks the top heel because she was fantastic as the heel in the match, and Rhea Ripley was great as the babyface. I liked the match a lot, man. I thought – like 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 Davey it ran the risk of being too long with too many like frivolous el- eliminations and i don't think it it was that i was entertained mm-hmm. throughout this entire thing i loved the fresh pairings of like it it was it's interesting cuz like I haven't felt like so strong about Survivor Series matches in a long time because we haven't had fresh combinations of matches in a long time. Typically, with the Survivor Series, it's like I've seen these two guys together in the ring. I've never seen this NXT person with this uh, other NXT person. And every time you had a new group of three in there, it felt like a new dream match scenario that you were getting. So I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed a lot of it. I loved what they did with I, I, Io and Kyrie. I loved what they did with Sh- Charlotte and Oscar. I even liked how they had Sasha team up with natalia to take on the two remaining nxt people i thought it all all worked out really well
3: i i i would say that the thing that where they came back and had to interfere like yeah if they maybe had changed that around it would have just they could have just had a good match the way they did and it would have because like yeah the like the ending did get me back into it but it was that weird like yo is my favorite and you just if you wanted to protect her get not eliminating i don't know what what the reason was for that but just
1: odd It did go 27 minutes and 49 seconds, so they had a lot of time for this
0: match. And Rhea Ripley, by the end of this weekend, in one week, she went uh, somewhat – I mean, she was on equal footing with Becky Lynch. She pinned Charlotte, pinned Sasha Banks, and won a War Games match with her team. She pinned pinned Shayna Baszler. She pinned Shayna Shayna Baszler out. Yeah. So – Sorry, pinching yes, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they, they're strapping the rocket to her, and I've seen some criticism online over this about how they're, you know, risking, Don't go online. risking making her like into a, a Roman Reigns, but look at the reaction she had tonight. In one week, I mean, really, in the span of a couple of weeks, but especially this week, they turned her into a like one of the biggest Big star. stars in the company. So I don't get mad at that. No, at I think all. they're
4: doing completely right by her. Yeah. Um, at the moment, yeah, I'm loving it. Big and fan. I, I felt from this whole
1: weekend, there's a couple of people you can mm-hmm. say that about. She's yeah. going
3: to beat Shayna for the for the title in yeah. NXT,
1: definitely. I mean, granted, this is not like official. Like we always talk about the concern of that you take someone from NXT, put them on the main roster, are they just going to become? another guy another woman on the roster and this past month i think you can make solid arguments that they have taken certain nxt performers and they are that much more over now after this past month i think there's, there's several of them that are bigger stars today than they were a month yeah, ago. yes absolutely. absolutely seth rollins met with kevin owens in the locker room to talk about last night what happened last night and he asked him about him helping nxt at takeover and where does your loyalty lie And Owen said Saturday was about me getting even with the undisputed era and not necessarily helping NXT. He loves NXT, but they don't need him. Raw desperately needs me, (laughs) (laughs) which God is at the truth. And not to worry, he is Team Raw tonight, and he reminds Rollins about his own history. And to give him a reminder, he asked him, you care to partake in a live fisting? And Rollins (laughs) neglected to partake in this. And... Yeah, this seems to uh, silence any thought of Kevin Owens going to NXT, that he is sticking around on Raw. And I think when you look at their depth of babyfaces, he is not a babyface they can afford to send off to NXT at this point. I think he's kind of needed on, on Raw at this point. This is not a very deep babyface roster once you get beyond Rollins and Rey Mysterio. Yeah, I loved how honest he was here. He's like, look,
4: Ross kind of shit right
0: now. I'm gonna try my best to help this brand. Is it curious why they chose Kevin Owens of anybody they might have been able to choose for that fourth man on on at War Games? Huge uh, pop, great match you got out of it. There's a history with them.
1: I think it was. I, I mean, I can't make a solid argument for anyone else on the main roster that you know you knew was going to get a really big that w- that would be at the level of a of a surprise that people would be satisfied with. So.
4: Yeah, and it was, was far I was enough removed
1: from NXT that
4: it is a pop. If you just had Ricochet, it's like we saw you in NXT like mm-hmm. a couple of months ago.
0: I, I I don't disagree with any of it. I just found it a little bit confusing how you would have you know Owens lean so hard towards Team NXT only to have it kind of that that little tease be extinguished the way it was it was awkward it was
1: almost this segment was designed to make you forget
0: about the night before not remember it it like it almost teased like they were telling a fuller story with kevin owens and his allegiance to raw and smack and 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 we didn't really get a conclusion to that at all. maybe
5: but something could continue yeah i think Hmm. it's going
0: to continue there's theories Hmm. like you have to
1: imagine that after this and the number that they pulled on wednesday that do they want it like the doors aren't open but they're going to be left ajar right and you can have these kind of floaters that can be that could pop up because i feel that if if their audience goes down after this invasion on wednesdays that they're going to want to revisit this it's, mm-hmm. it's okay it's it's a marathon but sometimes we gotta speed up because we got a lot of ground to cover aj Styles, shinsuke nakamura roderick strong uh how anticipated or how how much were you guys anticipating yeah, this one this was my one very this was much. the one
3: this was the draw baby Roderick Strong, he's my man. That's why I'm wearing this armband.
1: <laughs> because this was really interesting because I think in this, in this setting, I think that they, they really had to work for this crowd. Whereas had this happened 24 hours earlier, oh. I think this is oh, probably yeah. match of the weekend. Yeah. Absolutely. In probably, so. And and I really enjoyed this match. I thought these guys worked a fantastic three-way. Uh, we have Sami Zayn at ringside. And they were just going through different three-way you know sequences throughout. And the crowd not really alive for too much of this. Strong hit Styles with a monkey flip and Styles landed on his feet and got drilled with a flying knee from Nakamura. Styles and caught Nakamura with an Ushiguroshi for a two count, and Styles was constantly going for the Styles clash and getting stopped when he would try this. Uh, Styles prevented Nakamura from using the Kinshasa, so Zayn then attacked Styles, throwing him into the post. Strong got this big near fall after landing a flying knee on Nakamura. The CM Punk chance began as Nakamura called for the Kinshasa and got cut off with a flying forearm from Styles. And then we get into Nakamura hitting Strong with the Kinshasa. Styles broke that up, and in the final uh, series of sequences, Nakamura... And Styles face off, they have a big big battle with strikes, and Nakamura hits the unnamed landslide, and Styles then avoided the Kinshasa, failed to use the Styles Clash, and sets up for the Phenomenal Forearm, hits it, and then Roderick Strong tosses AJ to the floor and steals the cover on Nakamura. 16 minutes, 46 seconds. I would say, especially after NXT won the elimination match, this was probably not an outcome. Too many people were forecasting for Roderick (laughs) uh, to win this one.
3: One of my favorite wrestlers of all time, Roderick Strong. I've seen him battle AJ Styles. I've seen him battle Nakamura. I was front row at Ring of Honor. Nakamura threw Roderick Strong into me one time in a match. True (laughs) story. Um, and this was the match I was most looking forward to. This was almost like a weird dream match, and I I absolutely loved this. I was going out of my jumping out of my seat uh, because I just you was, were the one. I, I was I, I was I was yeah not in Chicago. I, I was just super excited to kind of see uh, like almost like a tear in the eye of Roderick Strong.
0: This was he, a huge. This is thing a big for deal him. for this yeah. guy.
3: Uh, I, I don't. I, I've been following him in in high school gyms and mm-hmm. stuff for a long long time, and of course I've been watching him in NXT with the success he has but it didn't have all that success. He was the dad for a while. He mm-hmm. still is. But he, seeing this was just like cool to see as a fan. Like you could see there was a, there was a twinkle
0: in his eye. He for sure. he was taking in the moment in all those NXT guys. Yes,
3: exactly. Yeah. They were like, wow, this is what this is all about. This mm-hmm. is crazy. And no one thought Roderick Strong was going
1: to win this mad match. So, camp strong, baby. It was a great, like, surprising ending. And I thought these three, like, they worked like a really great match. I think it was just the crowd didn't, to me, elevate this to a higher level. I mm.
0: thought it. it- the, the lack of crowd reaction might have come with the lack of a baby face in this match. You had three heels from all three brands. And granted, I think NXT were sort of the de facto baby faces, but Roderick Strong is beloved, but not beloved to the extent that I think he would turn an entire crowd, much of which might not be that familiar with NXT towards him and only him as, you know, the, the underdog in the whole match. There was no underdog in this match. That's one of the things I wonder with this sort of
4: crowd because it, it's very hard to watch this when we watch NXT all the time because right. we're educated with that. There are a lot of people that just mm-hmm. watch WWE main roster. Now
0: the NXT fans were really loud, and they, they were they probably got everybody you know at least interested. But this might not might, might have been one of those matches. where Exactly. It didn't work.
4: Um, for me, I I Shinsuke Nakamura just hasn't hit really since that first match against Sami Zayn. I don't think he's had that mm-hmm. magic. Um, but every time I see him and I I hear, oh, it's going to be him in this kind of match, you hope, you want to see that magic again. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt that last year with Survivor Series when he faced Seth Rollins. You go, okay, this is the match. If we're going to see that, it should be against this guy. And we didn't really. And I think this was as close as we're going to get to yeah. that, which I loved. Um, he wasn't holding back at all. Poor AJ took quite a few he, knees in the face. There was the moment he hits the... Uh I think Roddy was on AJ's shoulders and he hit like the boot off the top rope to Roddy but also knees AJ in the face is doing it. Yeah. And uh yeah, AJ took some stiff strikes but I really enjoyed the match. I think the uh the crowd kind of They got into it. They did towards the end but All they these kind guys. of hold off for me it being,
1: like, a really, really special match, which maybe it would have the night before. There was was also running the risk, like, even at this point in the match, of three-way fatigue. Like, like Mm -hmm. these kinds of matches, like, they wear thin. It's fine to have one on a card, but, you know, you, you watch some of these matches, and it's like, you know, AJ and Roderick, still two heels, I think they overcome that no problem. And it's just... You know, you're seeing the constant, you know, saves being made, pinfalls being broken up, and you kind of have to adapt it knowing that there's so many of those three ways on this show. I thought I would have felt it a lot more than I did. I agree. It wasn't to me overwhelming. No. Yeah. Yeah. So from there, we get a singles match. Adam Cole, Pete Dunne for the NXT title. Cole's got his ribs all taped up from the War Games match. Dunne has his left knee wrapped. And Dunne is going after the right elbow. They're each going after the injured body parts. And Dunne cuts off Cole with an X-Plex. And then goes for a moonsault off the second turnbuckle to the floor. And and hits it. Cole then later gets his knees up in the ring. And responds with a last shot for a two-count John recovered from the Ushigoroshi hit the bitter end, and that was our first big near fall of the match. Dunn then scales the turnbuckle and he goes to do a moonsault off the top and gets hit with a super kick. And this was where the the crowd went into the next gear for this match because that was a great spot and the replay looked just as tight. It was great, uh, how this looked. The two then went to the edge of the apron where Cole came off the turnbuckle with a Panama sunrise and both just die on the floor. <laughs> but
4: don't you dare do a package don't pile driver. Dare.
1: No, no. A flipping Pile Driver on the apron, the hardest part of the ring, that's fine. Dunn beat the count, but was immediately hit with the super kick and kicked out again. Cole then tries to prevent Dunn from reinserting his mouth guard, and in trying (laughs) to do so, gives up his hand, and Dunn snaps the fingers, goes for another bitter end, which gets turned into a follow-up Panama sunrise, and the last shot, 14 minutes, 2 seconds, Adam Cole retains. Tremendous match. You could certainly, uh, this would probably be many people's match of the night. I think you could go one or two on this.
3: Yeah, definitely. I really enjoyed this match. Uh, The crowd, again, like they were kind of they they kind of were like, oh, we don't really know who these people are, but we're going to cheer. And then they got more into it. They got more into it. Uh, If you were to have pushed, I thought like for some reason, Adam Cole wasn't going to be able to compete. So they were going to push this match to USA. In fact, they could do a rematch or whatever, because this, I feel like with the full sale crowd would have made it feel like even more special than it was. Um and Adam Cole doesn't use the Ushi He calls uh what I call the suplex lift into the Ushi or as I like to call it, the sushi, sushi Guroshi. The greatest wrestling move ever. Uh, and Pete Dunne sold it like he died. Yeah. Uh, it looked amazing. I really like this match uh, so much fun. And we 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 love we watch uh Pete Dunne has been on NXT USA and he's not kinda had that That stride as he had in last time we saw him in this very arena with Tyler Bate, something's been missing from him. So this was kind of cool to see him have that spot with Cole, but uh, Cole's still the champion.
0: Certainly, I think, you know, this and all of these matches might have had a better reaction in front of a full sale crowd. But let's not lose sight of what this is for NXT. This whole show, this whole month has been a commercial for NXT to try to get new viewers to try to watch on Wednesdays. And as such, I thought they, these two being, having zero WWE involvement needed to have the type of match that would attract a fan who might have not ever seen NXT before. And I thought these two did that. They delivered, I think, you know a, a match good on psychology but taken taken you know uh being mindful of the injuries that the two of them had the night prior as well full of very exciting incredible moves that I think were enough to even capture the the attention of a of of you know somebody who didn't really give a shit about who these two were but as i I will have to say, how long was this match john fourteen I think I would have gone about four or less. You know, I think 10 minutes would have been more than fine to whet the appetites of, of a casual fan base and for these guys to deliver, I think, a high-quality match. As it existed, to me, it lasted a little bit too long.
4: I love this match. This was my match of the night. Um, I think I find Pete Dunne such an interesting character within WWE because he just floats around and kind of disappears for a bit. And then you want a really hot, show-stealing match you put Pete Dunne out there. And we've seen that with the North American title pitcher in NXT. We've seen that with the UK championship and now with the NXT championship. Um, I'd love to just see him stay in this position and not be fixed because you want two guys who are going to put on a fantastic showcase. These are two of the guys you're going to call. And
3: I think NXT definitely won some viewers over. It's just Pete Dunne traveling around different
1: promotions, breaking Breaking fingers, fingers. (laughs) just
3: breaking fingers everywhere.
1: Uh, yeah. So th- this one got uh, I-, I was a big fan of this match. I-, I thought it did very well, and I thought the crowd was was a positive in this. They woke up. I thought for they were sure. really in- into this uh, a lot. And I'm expecting Adam Cole to walk out on Wednesday in full sail and tell the whole crowd, "So guys, as NXT champion, there is something girls. called the 30 day rule, and I'm not." <laughs> wrestling for 30 days <laughs> oh we
3: forgot to mention in the roderick strong match his entrance got cut off before oh, the boom i was so mad you know so everyone in in undisputed era when they do their full pose when the entrance music is playing they all got a certain pose in fact there's four of us in post wrestling we somehow have to figure out which person is which and do the pose sometimes some <laughs> way uh so they cut roddy and like the twitter was really upset so they did not they did not cut off you cannot cut off adam cole's Boom. They did, though. They cut away they cut to really war quick. games. Yeah. They cut away to oh.
4: a, a replay of him and Champa going through yeah, the that's tables. Bad. That's bad. It's you like, got, come on. The boom is like yeah, so Suzuki,
0: and You screw up. Like. Exactly. Yeah, it's bad. And I, I think you have to remember, this is probably a different production crew yeah. that might be doing something. You don't some even know stuff. the boom? Come on, guys. Yeah. yeah. Baby. You saw Roddy just laugh it off. He was slapping the mat ready
4: to
3: go. And then it's, oh, it's I, For the it's record, right. I would be the one slapping the mat. I want to be Roddy, even though I'm
1: not a dad, as far as I'm aware of. Uh, Prior to that match, we did get this uh, backstage deal with The Miz speaking to Daniel Bryan and saying he has to stop The Fiend for the sake of our families. And Bryan told him to go fuck off.
6: uh, (laughs) That was The Miz's
1: involvement at the Survivor Series. The Fiend and Daniel Bryan for the Universal title... Accompanied by the red lighting that uh, my Ooh. Twitter feed loved, everyone was a big fan of this. They were like, "Yes, the red lights." <laughs> I thought it'd be blue. Now he changed the title to blue. Why you you would blue? think it's not really brand specific. Those blue lights. Brian just comes at him with the drop kicks and then gets cut off, and the fiend is in control. Brian then escaped and go went for a suicide dive and got caught, but avoided Sister Abigail and he fought off he fought off the fiend, came off the top with a with a cross body and brian really got this audience behind him he's attacking with the yes kicks blasted him with multiple kicks to the head to the body and then does the stomp onto him and then builds up to the yes chant everyone is chanting yes and he hits the the flying knee and bray kicks out of it they're chanting for daniel Bryan. i was stunned like this was the hottest we've heard the crowd all night and this is with the all the limitations that come with the the fiends match presentation Bray stops him on the turnbuckle with the mandible claw, but Brian fell back into the Suzuki armbar and then was free of the claw, came off the top into a right hand. The sister Abigail gets rolled up uh, by Brian with the counter and then runs right into the mandible claw and gets pinned in 10 minutes. So the Fiend retains the title. Not a surprising outcome, but I will say uh, this match overachieved for what I was looking going into this, which was not much. I thought this will be somewhere between bad and forgettable. And I thought it was, Mm. it was better than that. And this crowd, they got into this you can't say that this was a crowd that
0: checked out because of the lighting or because of the fiend i definitely think this was the best match the fiend has had in his short run and i think brian did really well he's a better baby face than seth Rollins is, is so it's that part isn't that big of a surprise but i also think they didn't go overboard this time with the fiends no selling um you know all the moves that the fiend kicked out of were things like the yes kicks which weren't legitimate finishers and things like that brian actually did that were legitimate finishers actually put the fiend down at least for two, so I don't think they went overboard with it this time. The fact that this stayed in the ring without any obstruction in the form of a, you know, um, Falls Count Anywhere match or the uh, giant cage electricity or or anything like yeah, and especially no giant steel cage in front of it, I think helped the viewer focus on it a lot better. Also, the audience knowing what to expect, I think maybe primed them for it a bit more, so it was not a great match. Let's not, you know, get it twisted, but it was certainly... A better match than i was expecting
3: yeah i i mean i remember their rumble match the, all those years ago so i knew that they still had it in them but i uh, this was I, not that no no it wasn't i don't i i have to say i boycott these red lights um for the first few minutes of this match i was making some gyoza dumplings i was i was having a good time <laughs> uh, i came back in and 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 i got back into it especially with the with the kicks but the crowd got so into the yes chance it was insane but i could barely see the crowd because it's so red i really do not like it just takes me so out of it as a viewer it just makes me so upset i can't really get into these matches as much it's literally because of the
1: lights i think they still have the residual effects of all those kickouts from the stomp that uh, personally like I, I can't get into any near falls on on the fiend after that and that's going to take shape. some time i think i think that was just horrible a horrible Ideas. I I
4: don't see how you go back from that, mm-hmm. and it's inevitably going to probably be Roman Reigns after Ten Spears who finally uh, ten pins him, and I don't think that's going to help anyone. The Fiend is such a cool like look and character. I just don't know how it really works in wrestling because I can't see anyone beating this it's guy. It's not a scary movie. That being said, I I was pleasantly surprised by uh, this match. I think it's it's actually been quite clever with since daniel bryan's turned babyface he's kind of still been refusing to do the yes thing because i think that got the crowd really involved today when he finally did it because he hasn't done that for what over a year now since he initially turned heel yeah survivor series last year so um he's recycled it yeah (laughs) Mm. there we go um but yeah i quite enjoyed the match but didn't see Daniel Bryan winning, and I, I just don't see where you go with this Fiend it's not felt like the close to
3: the feud. I don't know how you follow up no, on this. I, and I, yeah. I,
1: I don't know what is next now for, for Bray. With it's, you, you have TLC coming
3: up. I don't want like we we love horror movies. I love scary movies, and he they're kind of building him. They need to build him uh less like Jason Voorhees and more like Michael Myers. Jason can like do all these supernatural things and teleport and beats the odds always because he's like a ghost and supernatural. Whereas the shape Michael Myers, he's more of a guy. And you know what? You shoot him a few more times, maybe he'll stay down. So that's kind of more like it. I don't need mm. to see him kind of do the the silliness because. Uh, Well, I can't see any of it because of the red lights, but that's Mm
1: -hmm. my take on that match. I like Daniel Bryan, though. Maybe like the opening of Halloween, we could just watch the match from Bray Wyatt's perspective.
3: Yeah, the POV, the original. Yeah, exactly. Do it like that.
1: Then we had Sarah Schreiber in the back with Rey Mysterio, who says it's been 15 years since he last fought Brock Lesnar. Lesnar has never changed, but this is a new Rey Mysterio as he shows off the pipe. (laughs) He's gone to home (laughs) hardware since 15 years ago. He's going to do things to Lesnar the old Rey would have never done. He's evolved because of the love of his son. And usually in these situations, he would tell Dominic to look away. But tonight, look close. And look at how closely I'm going to swing this at Brock's legs and take them out one by one. Oh my god, let the boy watch. He says he's going to massacre Brock and take away his title. Bitch. I, I think Ray's been awesome on promos this season. I love
3: Ray Mysterio. He's one of the best. And I'm I, I was all for this match, actually.
4: <laughs> I, I this was one of the matches I was most looking forward yeah, to. I, I think this is
1: one of the better built title matches Absolutely. they've done in, in a long time. I think they've they really tapped into something with these two, especially with Ray. Uh, but prior to that it was our men's elimination match. Uh, Seth Rollins, Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, and Ricochet representing Raw against Roman Reigns, King Corbin, Mustafa Ali, Shorty G, and Braun Strowman on SmackDown. And And Team NXT's Tommaso Ciampa, Keith Lee, Walter, Damian Priest, and Matt Riddle. And this was very much like that Survivor Series in 2006 where you have all the stars in the ring and they all started chanting for CM Punk. Mm -hmm. There were no Punk chants at the beginning because they were all chanting for Walter,
0: Mm -hmm, who was... An enormous star to this crowd. You could see the smile on Walter's face. And I don't know if I've ever seen Walter smile. So that Man. was like, uh, you know
3: what? He was awesome. looking good too. He got his hair cut. Pre- yeah. He was looking fresh. <laughs> uh, yeah, this was crazy. Uh, we watched these guys kind of in really smaller atmospheres and now he's walking out here going wow this to be in a ring
0: with roman reigns and Randy orton and seth rollins and have the crowd focus on you like that's got to be a trip for him
3: isn't it weird that i instantly was like wait walter and roman reigns are in the same match yeah because i kind of want to see that
0: right i was down um i had several of those moments like during this so many matches and this wait i can see
3: them fight now because that's what
0: this is what that
3: used to be and it's kind of it was refreshing but um, we, these are these NXT guys on this team. They're kind of like put to put this weird banded together, kind mm-hmm. of makeshift team. But Walter is the NXT UK champion. Mm-hmm.
0: He has... We'll get there, Braden. We yeah, will Yeah, okay. There. All right. But like, you know, just, just to kind of like talk more about like sort of that whole dream match thing. Yeah. Like because NXT has such close ties to the independent wrestling scene and because so many of these guys are relative, like Keith Lee to me is still relatively fresh on yes. like the PWG. Yeah. You're seeing him in a ring with, like, Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. Randy you know, Orton. You're like, holy shit. It's like, Matt what Riddle and Randy Roman Orton. WWE guys. This is weird. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. It's Matt,
3: Matt Riddle and Randy Orton were, 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 could have wrestled in this. Well, they almost did, kind yeah. of. Uh, yeah. It was so many different cross things going on that you were like,
0: whoa. Yeah. Whereas, like, if Keith Lee had, say, been called up on SmackDown and, you know, after, like, a year of, like, mingling back and forth, it feels far less special. Yeah. These guys still feel fresh.
1: mm
5: mm-hmm.
0: So, the uh, man, I would just love to be a fly on the wall
1: if Vince McMahon met Walter for the first time today. What it's like, oh my God, look at this guy. Wow. <laughs> Doesn't have a last name that I have to take away. <laughs> this guy is, oh my no, God. No, it could just be Walt. <laughs> 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 Walt. <laughs> so, Walt and Drew started off and they just go into chops right away, uh, which was, you know, playing to Walter's strength right off the bat and drops McIntyre with a boot. And then Walter attacks Strowman and drop kicks him into the corner and then gets hit with a claymore out of nowhere. And McIntyre eliminates the NXT oh UK champion that the whole crowd had been chanting for moments prior three minutes this dude lasts. And the crowd uh, gave their very nuanced reaction by
0: chanting bullshit. Oh. This sucks. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is of course coming from a crowd that, that is familiar with Walter, at least a very vocal part of this crowd. And knowing how Walter's been booked throughout his entire wrestling career and every promotion that he's been in, seeing him get eliminated. This is
1: like the story of OTT.
0: The I hope David Starr wasn't watching this match because oh Goddamn God Drew McIntyre. Like, Fucking Claymore. <laughs> in like, yeah, like, you know, like 30 seconds. Yes, they tried to give him as much sign as they possibly could have, but it was not. It's, this was. Uh, Walter is somebody that is deserving of protection. You know, if you're going to do an injury, ankle, or a counter or something, you put it to Walter. And he's not being pinned in WWE as far as I'm aware. No. I, I think they truly underestimated. Walter's reaction. Yeah. On, on this
1: particular, there's, there's going to be the argument. It's like, oh, but look at the, look at the exposure he got. It's like, man, you just present your NXT UK champion getting pinned in three minutes. And oh, there's no doubt they look at
0: UK as a sub-brand, you know, judging by the wow. way they were booked on. It. If this Spanked was the reason,
1: this guy didn't belong within a thousand feet of this match. It's
0: so weird. So make that argument.
1: He's the
3: NXT UK champion. He's had what some people consider match of the year with Tyler Bate at the NXT UK takeover just recently, a few months back. And here he is. Everyone goes insane. He ha- He hits a few big spots in this move, in this match, and then he's taken out. And I feel like the air – like I felt robbed. Uh, I was pretty excited and taken aback when they said he was going to be in this match. He gets in the match for three minutes, and he's taken out. You, I felt literally, as a fan, robbed out. Like, literally, this is why people get mad at this kind of stuff. Because I, I felt, I, what? I. But I'm paying to see this. And you, what? all right,
4: cool. Well, I thought he'd be the guy that, like, they had with Strowman a few years ago. It's they gang up,
3: put him through the table, mm-hmm. just Didn't even get do him that. counted out nope. or whatever. It was Claymore. just kick to the face. Claymore. I'm upset. Okay. Yeah. He's he should he should be protected. Just looking at him, he looks like a star. You look at any wrestling fan, I think they look at him and they go, Wow, he's big, he
0: chops people. Uh he Yeah. If you look at the, the other NXT UK uh, sorta of counterpart on the women's team, Tony Storm, I think this is how they were booking walter yeah it was just like oh here's here, we'll throw a bone to somebody over on the other side of oh. the ocean just to appear on this but we're not going to book him till the end that sucks. unfortunately this was walter who i think if you're a uk fan or somebody who's watched walter um you, you know people expect a, a lot more from
1: for more on this the british wrestling experience will be releasing <laughs> the show on friday uh, and i'm sure they will get more than three minutes of content out of this finish <laughs> Shorty G and Ricochet had a really great sequence together, ending with the Chaos Theory. Um, mm-hmm, but unfortunately, were... like it's like, man, just like wet your appetite, and then we moved on. Riddle was in; the crowd was into him. Riddle and, and
0: Gable were excellent mm, together, yeah, doing they traded like, the ankle locks, doing a bunch of amateur wrestling I stuff. Was into this. Oh, this was great.
1: But then Owens just got tagged, he got to the top, got to choose who he frog splashes,
0: he chose Gable and pinned him. So Gable was gone. They were so that was done as a minor tease. Yes. You know, of who what where his allegiance lay. Was he, he gonna didn't attack? Was he gonna frog to splash the NXT guy or the SmackDown guy? It was glossed over Smackdown. too much, I think. I think they could have highlighted that moment
4: a bit more, because I believe he was eliminated.
0: That was the only was thing name. I thought they were going to. Owens t- was like on the
1: floor right after, climbed back in, draping DDT and Champa, his teammate the night prior, pins Owens.
3: Yes, mm-hmm. so you could still go off this that he's still joining NXT, but pissed off at Champa or and, something. And, and they
1: could, the maybe. they could go with something maybe where he shows up for a few weeks on NXT and you don't know where he's going before ultimately well, ending it, but like he's back on Raw.
3: It's kind of a twist because last night Champa handpicked Kevin Owens to join yep. his team and helped lead him to victory in War Games. And then all of a sudden, Champa turns on him here, and the crowd reacted, and his whole team, Team NXT, looked like sells it, and was like, "What?" And Champa does his classic like thing on his hands. Yeah. you know, like, I'm smart. I, like, I used you. Yeah, like yeah. look, you, you did, you helped me, but uh, you helped me again. The five,
1: the five of them did this awesome promo afterwards on WWE.com after winning the match, mm-hmm. and you have, man, it's like Owens, like you could tell, like this was probably like a top five moment of his career. Was this War Games Warriors. match, and he was just so thankful to be part of it then you have D- uh, Dijakovic who was as emotional as Donovan Donovan Dijakovic can get Dominic <laughs> Dijakovic and then Champa talks about being out with his neck surgery he's back it was uh, his daughter was in the crowd i think with his wife wow and then i think it's his dad it was his dad's birthday on top yeah, of it 70- And Keith Lee is, like, in near tears that he Mm -hmm. debuted for NXT in this building. It was just such an awesome interview. Crazy. And it was just probably right off the top of their head, just literally reacting in real time to that match. It was worth checking out if you didn't see it. So we continue here. It's just the procession of eliminations. Orton and Ciampa were in together
0: uh, after teasing that for a bit on TV. Teasing a lot of uh, draping DDTs between the two. Draping DDTs. Mm. You can't drape DDT... Randy Orton, how many? You know how many years of doing this to John Cena, he's done. They also had a bit of a standoff, as if like you know they're trying to draw some type of um, you know why though connection. Their Twitter beef. Oh, there, I didn't know there that. There was yes. Yeah. What's
3: so, a Twitter beef? So Randy's been doing this thing where he just loves to tweet The Rock and say, "Hey, we should fight because I want that WrestleMania match." So Champo's like screw that randy orton i want to fight you at wrestlemania so he's been pushing that retweeting like fan-made uh store uh match cards for wrestlemania or randy orton mm. and they paid that off here with the the standoff the walking in circles interesting the the western stare down here between the two mm-hmm. i liked this a lot
1: actually yeah i think randy orton's gonna stick to fellow wrestlers that he gets in the twitter wars with good idea <laughs> good <laughs> idea <laughs> not, Randy. knuckle uh higher yeah <laughs> so uh so damian priest gets involved here as a uh, as Orton is the, in there as well. And he goes for the reckoning and gets countered into the RKO and Damian that's, Priest. That's
3: another move. You can't hit Randy with a cutter. It's essentially a rolling like cutter and Randy hits him with the RKO. He's like, no, 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 no. That's not how you do these Is it? Moves. Is it the crossroads? It's the crossroads. Yeah, okay. yeah, the so, reckoning. Well, of course he would have that. It's cross guy. reckoning. Ooh.
1: Riddle immediately comes in, blocks the RKO and rolls up Randy for the next elimination. So Riddle gets that, but then Orton hits Riddle with the RKO and Corbin... Baron Corbin pins Matt Riddle.
4: I thought this was perfect because yeah. I you get the surprise pin for Riddle mm-hmm. over Randy. Uh Riddle doesn't look weak getting pinned cuz he gets Arco by an illegal man and Corbin being the shitty heel he is oh. just runs in and gets the pin. So shitty. Uh, I agree I with like you this a I thought, lot. I thought
3: it worked out for everybody. And got the heat it it should have got as well Mm -hmm. from the crowd it's weird i I, i've never thought that i've wanted to see more randy orton versus matt riddle but i I think that was was my negative
0: is that all these things you tease (laughs) there's no
1: payoff to it immediately the
0: royal rumble baby how How much much can you you do though yeah how much can you do in this match i mean well that's what
1: i'm it's just to me these were just like pinfalls 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 and it was just trying to get clever ways to get guys out and and if they were clever, then what's the... what's the Well, I, I think it's just self-contained, so I'm not going to overly praise it because there's no payoff to it. I'm not saying it was bad. I it wonder just, how much... There, there was just a lot of eliminations here. I, I greatly preferred the, like, the second half of this match to the first because they just had to get through so much. Uh Strowman came in, he did this deal running around, and then runs into Keith Lee and both go down on the floor from a crossbody and then... The dreaded Claymore, the the most uh. lethal finish in the game, <laughs> takes out Braun and he is given a countout elimination. So Braun gets the
0: protection. So we here. have countouts now just oh. for this moment the Braun in rule. this yes. match. I didn't yeah. really understand that. I mean, because for the longest time, in three ways, there are no DQs and no mm. countouts. But I suppose the argument is that if somebody were to leave the ring, eventually they would be eliminated. That has been, There has been precedent for that. Yeah, in, in older team. matches. But also... This guy's not... Braun's not a champion. Why couldn't you
3: protect Walter like that? Oh, dude.
0: You know in the pecking order in the WWE, it's like, you know, if you're, main event WWE, like, you know, a superstar. And then it's NXT UK yeah. all the way down to the bottom, right?
1: Yeah, you had to protect Tyson Fury's win, too. I mean, come on. This yeah. is the guy who just beat uh, Braun. Uh, Ricochet hit a Fosbury flop, climbs to the top, lands on his feet from a 450 into an end of days. Baron Corbin eliminates Ricochet. And then all easy, and he gets a big response from Chicago. Corbin yanks Ali down to the floor, his partner, and slaps him. Returns to the ring, right into a stomp, and Seth pins Ali. So th- oh, there goes our. Uh, let's, let's wait till Sunday to see what oh, they do with God. Ali in Chicago it was after so beating him on Friday.
0: And and yes, I understand you could possibly go to Baron Corbin versus Ali after this, you know, because oh. Corbin was the one, of course, who pinned Ali. But you're never gonna get this Chicago crowd this hot for for Mustafa Ali for a long, long time, if ever. This was the weekend I think yeah. for you to do something big granted though how long could ali have could ha- could ali have gone in into this match knowing what they were going to do in the finish with the final two i mean i would
1: have to me as i'm trying this is a this is a rebuilding process on this main roster ali's going to the end with roman i'm tagging i'm tabbing yeah. him i'm tagging him with with roman at the
0: end and those are the two survivors but how do you do what they ended up doing with the one on one at the end
1: uh Mm. I would I would have sacrificed the one on one at the end with Reigns
0: and Keith. No, Lee. I thought it was better what they did with Keith Lee, but yeah, that, I'm not I, arguing I, it. That said, Ali should have won on Friday for sure. There's no reason why he needed to lose that. Um, so
1: he's out, and Reigns was pissed off with Corbin. the The CM Punk chants got very loud at this point. Reigns then eliminates Drew McIntyre after a spear. Rollins is alone on Team Raw. And then Reigns avoids the fairy tale ending. Hits Ciampa with a Superman punch. Corbin comes in. But then Reigns just takes out Corbin with a Superman punch and a spear. So Champa eliminates Corbin. Uh, so Reigns has gotten rid of his partner. Reigns and Rollins work together against Ciampa and Lee. They went for the shield powerbomb to Ciampa. But Lee stops them with a tackle. And then Ciampa hits the knee strike. Project Ciampa. Rollins kicks out of that. Fairy tale ending is stopped, and then Rollins finally hits Champa with the stomp and eliminates him. You could call it the stompa, and then oh, it's down yeah. to Rollins reigns and <laughs> Keith Lee. Lee kicks out from a frog splash, caught Rollins with the jackhammer, and Keith Lee pins Seth Rollins, a huge elimination for Keith Lee. so it's down to Lee and Roman reigns. So if you had any confusion about what they saw in Keith Lee, mm-hmm. like this is the guy they see this guy as the top guy on nxt this was so clear and he has not been positioned as the top guy on nxt but what, um, what a portrayal that they gave him here. Mm-hmm. And he goes toe-to-toe with Reigns. Uh, Reigns hits a pair of Superman punches. Lee kicks out, although it seemed he kicked out late here. Well, no, it right. he looked like he kicked out, but the count...
0: He, See, he still... it's controversial, and that's that worked out yeah. perfectly for what they were trying they,
1: to do. They showed here. the angle that was going to be sympathetic to Keith Lee because they didn't right. show
0: it close up. But Graves was calling it like late, immediately. But the fact that there was even controversy attached to it sure. suggests that, you know... This was, these two were on par. You know what I, I mean? No,
3: it's weird. Uh, as someone who was at WrestleMania this year, the main event with the pinning thing. Can we just like, hey, look, guys, spoilers, but this is predetermined. Can we just get a little? Can we just say, yo, I'm hitting the, I'm hitting this move today. Count it, done. Can we just not do that? Right? Before you mean, the match? I, you
0: mean you want the referee not to count?
3: Yeah, like, no, no, no. Like, count, but should, maybe do, do the refs not? Like, why did, why are the refs? Why is this happening
1: more in wrestling than it kind of was? Oh, I, I'm on the other side. It, this is on the guys. They got to kick out. Okay,
3: it, like, yeah.
1: it, there's nothing that looks worse. Like with Paul Turner this week, where he's got to hold up, and it's like, uh like that's that's just the worst it's like the guy you've got to kick out and the referee's going to be counting and if not that's on you well i thought he did kick out I in time so it was just his momentum carried the hand down so
4: yeah. the replay he, didn't make it he did evident. hit the three but he hit the three after the shoulder went up but, so he didn't
0: call it but this type of controversy is what i love about sports and and to me that this moment felt real because uh, uh, we're we're debating true. it true like yeah it you a real get that sport. in every real he
3: kicked out
1: Greedo shot first that kind of stuff yeah exactly <laughs> so after that Reigns kicked out of a spirit bomb and then Lee misses with a moonsault and Reigns hits the spear pinning Keith Lee at 29 minutes and 16 seconds. Reigns is the sole survivor. Um, Despite all the eliminations, I thought this match was great. I thought there there was so much talent in this. You had um, just such a great mix. The NXT guys were such a great complement to it. And I thought that most of them came off as, as big stars. And I had no issue with, like, Reigns. I think Reigns needed, like, a big win here, as did SmackDown on this show. So they got it. And I thought this really made Keith Lee. So um, as much as I think that Ali was kind of a, a missed opportunity here... You're right in the sense that Keithley is the bigger priority than Ollie on this night. So I, I, I thought this was excellent. I thought this was, uh, uh, to me like a contender for match of the night. This was my my personal match. Yeah, of the I night. think
0: you could go with I, this over Dunn and Cole. I, I, I'll be the first to admit, I thought 15 eliminations per every match would have been too much. I, I thought these matches like went through without any boredom at all. Yeah. Um, I, I, I thought this match was just thoroughly entertaining. Um, I loved the same combinations that you know we the same thing with the women's match mm-hmm. all these dream match scenarios. I thought Shorty G looked really good in there with Ricochet and Matt not Real. actually
3: looking good. His attire, <laughs> he looked not terrible. Good, yeah, but his <laughs> wrestling was fantastic. Fucking I, shit, <laughs> I thought they
0: gave so much to Tommaso Ciampa and so much to Keith Lee being booked to be on par with guys like Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. Um, I also loved how Seth Rollins played your de facto heel here, uh, much in the way Sasha Banks did in in the in the women's match, but. You can't find a better heel right now than Seth Rollins going up against your indie darlings. You know Turn what up. I mean? Like this crowd was fully on board with booing Seth Rollins. And I thought they 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 used that heat to their advantage. So you,
3: uh, you either live long enough. To, what's the – you are you die a hero or live long enough to become the villain. That's Seth Rollins. He needs to become the villain again I guess because – yeah, cause, uh, yeah it, this match was a lot of fun. I honestly was taken aback with the Walter thing in the beginning. It kind of broke my heart mm-hmm. just a tiny bit. But it was still cool to see all the the mismatch here. And yeah, Keith Lee, if you've been watching NXT week to week, he's the... I call I call Keith Lee kind of the ace uh, in the sleeve of Triple H. He's had Keith Lee here for a little while, but he knows that he's had him. And since being on USA, we've seen these Dijakovic matches and such. And those now, two have
1: benefited probably the most yeah, from the 2 hours.
3: Exactly. They're like, "Hey guys, go out there for 25 minutes and just do whatever and do some crazy stuff." And they've been doing it. And Keith Lee looked like a crazy star here. He's a future He's the real deal. He's a future world champion in WWE.
4: I, I really enjoyed this match. The only like mark on it is that walter thing which did suck the energy out for a little bit but they definitely got me back i found i should you, have been joe coffee in this,
7: this yeah. role. <laughs> oh, Put
4: oh, to put one of those oh, gallus, gallus guys in here. <laughs> as you were saying like i thought the 15 men would be a bit too much but it almost felt like a sort of raw rumble where you get these fresh pairings and i wonder how much is kind of a a tease from the from the office to see what actually hits with the crowd it's mm-hmm. like okay riddle orton that had a pretty big reaction there mm-hmm. maybe that's something we can do, go down the line and it's you often see it where they they call them out it's like oh i know I'm, my team tonight will be this guy hey this guy hey this guy hey it's like okay and they they're trying to gauge from an audience
0: there will, there will certainly be implications i think coming off of this towards next year's draft you know and seeing who they yeah. want to bring up
4: um no i I thought this match was fantastic apart from the waltz thing all the pins made sense i thought a lot of people got a shine from it uh keith lee looked tremendous again
0: what do you guys think about the selection like we see you know from from this build that rhea ripley and keith lee are sort of like their big projects and neither of them were real constants in nxt prior to you know their the debut on usa what do you think about the selection of those two
3: Yeah, no, I've, I've been loving it. Uh, I was not super, I knew of Keith Lee before NXT, and then as soon as he got signed, he really wasn't doing much, but, Ever since this, this thing, he's re, re
0: rebranded, rebuilt. They match up so well, again, I think against like, you know, top stars of Raw and SmackDown. Whereas I feel like if you were to bring even somebody like a Candace LeRae up or Tommaso Ciampa, to be honest with you, I don't know if in terms of height, in terms of size, he would match up as well with like Seth Rollins or Roman Reigns or Braun Strowman or something like that. I think they both just feel fresh as well. We haven't seen anyone
4: like a keith lee do what he does with the kind of personality he has limitless like not just today's roster roster just ever yeah and similar with rhea ripley she's got such a different look such a different build uh they stand out from the pack whereas as you said like a a candice as fantastic as she is you put her up against your like dana brooks or like all your other blondes there she kind of just fits in with the pack whereas you your eyes are drawn to rea ripley and keith lee for sure
1: yeah even looking at everyone in this match and yes keith lee was the one that got the probably the biggest um the biggest showcase in this match i still look at matt riddle as the guy Mm -hmm. I, i would just be putting all my stock into in terms of this guy who has the most uh the most potential here and i just Like Matt Riddle, I just don't know what he's doing at the moment in NXT. And man, they're just so starved for baby faces that I think he could just walk in and be such a major star on Raw at the moment. And I I don't know. I don't know what the long term is for him on. NXT at this moment i think
3: in a year he's gonna be champion like within nxt i think he's still you got programs there whether it be with champ or cole down the line for like made main title like programs there i think he's definitely the one but also like there's the goldberg stuff in this match as well like we've been seeing him do it on nxt in fact i believe even last night on finn balor the the spear and the jackhammer but he did it here and like on survivor series like i'd be i'd be laying
1: that out that like that is the eventual program is beating goldberg as the gateway to lesnar and that was I really love that. Amazing. Book it now. Yeah. I feel like it's a given. I they're, they're pushing so There's it no way so this hard. stuff is happening for just absolutely. Goods.
3: So so Royal Rumble. Matt Riddle's in it. Goldberg comes out. Set up WrestleMania. Matt Riddle, Goldberg, and the next year. Set it
1: up on NXT. I, I would argue, though, if, if that's your idea, then this was horrible usage of Matt Riddle in this match. I think we're
0: at least a year away from that. Sure. You know, I think Riddle has to establish himself as NXT champion first and then make the jump to Raw or SmackDown. Sure.
3: I, I will say, uh, watching NXT now on USA... Uh, guys like DiJack, guys guys like Keith Lee, and literally Matt Riddle, they're becoming like my favorite wrestlers in in 2019. Like just because they 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 deliver, the characters are clicking with me. It's just really believable, and they kind of do have that underdog feel. Watching this show tonight,
1: the best moment of the entire night was Roman and Keith Lee staring at one another, and then they had a sign of mutual respect <laughs> while the dulcet tones of ACDC blared.
0: Those songs oh, are fucking terrible. Oh gosh, just what? the worst. Man. I See love AC. Strowman
4: walk to the ring. To are there's you ready? Oh,
0: it's such get a bad done. song, though. ACDC's so but that song. <laughs> yeah, like look, I
3: love AC. I love AC/DC. I don't. Uh, I, I I I've been to the 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 Sydney place in uh, in. There's a pizza shop that's a bar in uh, Sydney. It's yeah. like the the guy's son owns or something. It's Frankie's Pizza. This bar is amazing wrestlers go, there all the time. It's fucking
1: fantastic. Cool. I want to go get pizza when I hear the song. Yeah, yeah. Oh.
3: Well, this is the we're one of the worst ACDC songs. Just pick TNT. Oh wait, you can't. Go down, Ooh, never mind. Vince is just raw. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. And like uh, we 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 got we have the Slipknot one. Come on, we are not your kind. It's not very
1: good. That's that's the least offensive of the three that yeah, we had. Th- though that that theme that they had to play tonight for Survivor Series, what? What other form of entertainment, of sport, like a sports show, you are, anything where they take a song and it's in the background, it's on every graphic for six hours. You are just drilled this song. If I was the artist, I'd be like, guys, can you just cool it? Like you are going to ruin my, my fucking song here. It's There is no easier way to hate a song I think it helps than it's the, the official theme. I, there's no way yeah. I ever want to hear one of these theme songs after a whole night of hearing it. Nothing will ever top Downstate all in. So, I mean, I I know where you're coming from here. Yeah, I Still understand. Still recovering from that car, ride. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, Reigns really put over Lee here at the end, as did ACDC. Uh, Becky Lynch gave a tape promo. Um, pretty much just said she's going to destroy anyone that tries to take anything she's earned. She sees herself in Bailey. Didn't want to hurt her, but tonight she will. That's that. Brock Lesnar, Rey Mysterio, meaning the women were gonna go on last, and Mysterio comes out, and it was Rey Mysterio with the pipe in the ring for our WWE version of Clue, and Lesnar just bailed to the floor. You guys gotta at least uh,
6: give You're me something. You're such a joker. Who's my Michael You're Cole such a joker. Really?
1: <laughs> Lesnar caught him and stopped him from using the weapon, and Lesnar just took the panel off the desk and belly-to-bellied Mysterio on the floor into this panel. They go back in, and Rey Mysterio, of all the shit he's done in his career, he takes a German suplex <laughs> onto the pipe. Dude, that sucked. Uh, it just looked like it sucked. Pipe it up. Uh. I would consider taking the the air raid off the cage before I it oh, <laughs> on that pipe. It just, oh, I was like, man... I would not like to take a suplex onto that pipe. It's weird because, like, it was supposed to be a lead pipe, right? Oh, it was
5: definitely lead.
3: Yeah, it was definitely lead, right? Uh, Because, like, it's weird because Ray Mysterio got Germaned on top of it. And I swear it got some, like, I didn't know lead could dent like that. (laughs) But, man, those are deep Germans.
1: He continued with another German when in-runs Dominic with the uh, the same towel MJF threw in a few uh, full Oh gear. my god.
3: Okay, so we we watched this at the BDE me and David and I and uh from this point on I think we lost our goddamn minds. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if yeah. it's cuz of the the age thing here. We're like late 20s early 30s I here. Fucking love this. We grew up watching <laughs> these guys like for a long time and if I anything,
1: don't know if this... anything is making SportsCenter tomorrow it's Brock selling for Dominic <laughs> with chair shots.
3: Oh, we we screamed hoot and hollered all at this from this point until the end of this
1: match i was in it to win it (laughs) they got me so lesnar goes after dominic and grabs him by the throat but gets hit with a low blow from ray and then dominic nails lesnar and mysterio gets the pipe backed up by dominic with the chair (laughs) and father and son beat the shit out of brock lesnar (laughs) with the crescendo being a double six one nine from the two yeah and you
3: did it great
1: dominic the pc's working for you if you're down there because it's amazing they each then hit splashes <laughs> off the top, like the like they were just synchronized divers here. We were
3: screaming at it. I was on my feet in my in the in your room screaming at this.
1: And then all of this, this entire angle, the beatdown of Dominic, the reemergence here, the double six one nines. It's all built up for a father son pile on on top <laughs> of Brog. They get on top, and Lesnar kicks out. This crowd's going nuts for this. They. <sighs> Totally buy into Ray potentially winning this. And then Lesnar grabs Dominic and threw him into the 619 area code. Mysterio comes off the top, is caught on Brock's shoulders. I don't think you can appreciate how impressive that is that he caught this man on his shoulders into the F5. And Brock wins in 655. I really had like talked myself into Ray winning this title because I think that this, like Raw just needs this at the moment. I don't know what is next for Brock. This feels over to me with with, with Ray, but it, you know this was not match of the night. But I I enjoyed the hell out of these it. It seven minutes. Boy, I so we were watching with Jesse
4: from the Sits who six, six. hates Brock Lesnar matches. He He's like, it's this. the same thing. It's boring, just a beat down, beat down, a little hope spot, and then the end. I love it because of that. Like Brock Lesnar is so different from everything else in WWE. Such a different formula, mm-hmm. and every match I go. I expect Lesnar to win, but if I can believe at one point in the match that the other guy's gonna win, you've got me. Yeah, isn't and this what happened, it's all about? and was so much fun. Dominic coming g- yeah. back, getting his payback. Remember when we like little Dominic the ladder match,
0: and we're seeing this kid grown up. Little Dominic, son of Freddie Guerrero. Yes. He, he did a frog yeah. splash. Yeah.
1: couldn't even tip over the ladder at that age. Oh, yeah, yeah I'll look
4: yeah. at him. Um, I thought this was so much fun. I agree. I don't know. Where you go with uh with Brock from here, um
1: I feel because th- I I would not expect them for TLC most likely so we're looking at Rumble and you know Rumble, on the, the babyface side man you've exhausted Rollins with Brock and then your next options babyface wise Ricochet um Rusev like th- these are the the options you have yeah. Alistair Black if um, Ray won, uh, Kevin Owens 20... so, like those are your baby faces if... and I I don't know. Where, where you necessarily go. Like, Alister Black to me is not primed for that big of a role yet. Owens feels like they've kind of missed the mark on doing an Owens Lesnar program. I guess you could do that. But whatever his idea is for Rumble and Mania, I, I don't know what it is. I wouldn't discount
4: someone from another brand winning as well. I, like, I think if you're really trying to build up NXT, I see this being the year where you have an NXT guy win the Rumble and challenge for one of the main roster titles. I think uh, because the 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 Royal Rumble winner hasn't main evented WrestleMania regularly for a long time. You've got three titles there now. So I can see this being a year you might get a Keith Lee. I, you're, I, you're, you're shining up him. Bring, like, do that. Something yeah. fresh. And you'll get more eyes on Wednesday
3: nights as well. It's interesting because there's no way I bought Rey Mysterio beating Brock Lesnar. But then...
1: I'm like, I, I did. Like, and then I, I'm like, I really thought that there was the argument, like, you get... Listen, raw numbers are, are in the toilet right now you get the, a brief run with Ray that I think that people would be into it's it's a one to two month title reign but I bought it I was into this I was
3: like okay actually let's think about this we got a long time to kill tillmania we can have Ray versus a bunch of people you could continue this and then the 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 part with Dominic he's on his knees and Brock's got him and you're just and he's got the towel and Brock throws away like a villain and you're like Dominic, do it. Hit him in the balls. Kick him. And he didn't do it, but Ray did it. And it just I don't know, it was a whole story. It really uh this this is like the, the part of hope. Where we like, wow, is he gonna beat Brock Lesnar? And uh, like, that's why we we watch this stuff. It's this is this is exactly I like when they get me like that. So. I thought
0: the star storytelling was yeah. really strong in this. Yeah, you know, and I thought um the psychology was really strong too because the whole the the whole idea of the match is that Ray Mysterio needs the pipe in order to equalize Brock. Without the pipe, he's just you know, it's he was it's, getting thrown Brock by the was, way. Brock is just playing with him, but you know, Brock did not account for. Dominic being Dominic. a third man and Dominic actually having some balls and being able to attack his balls and you know essentially having to fight off two people and then once Brock fought Dominic off it was like alright I'm through fucking around I'm yeah, just putting you I'm done I'm and, getting out of here yeah. yeah, I'm done playing around with this it was such a great emotional peak I, I do kind of wish the match went a little bit longer because mm-hmm. it was so good um, if Brock does show up at TLC, I think you can do a rematch if it's a weapons match. TLC you know? match, Brock-Ray. Potentially. If oh. they're
1: doing the rematch, it's it's Ray and Dominic versus Brock
0: in a handicap match. Whoa! Which <laughs> they
1: did introduce the weapons that you could do here. So, I, I mean, I, I don't know for a fact that Brock's not doing TLC, but that's it's possible. Um, yeah. That could be the only way I see this, although...
0: Yeah, Dominic and Brock is quite the visual to see together. The story is just way too good, I think, to extinguish right now. You know, I think I think there's still more life left in this. He's gonna be he's gonna reveal
3: Brock is the actual father of Dominic. Ooh, that's. What's gonna
0: After
1: that, um, we go to the main event: Becky Lynch, Bailey, and Shayna Baszler. And at this point, it's three wins for nxt two for smackdown one for raw so not really building things up that it was all that dramatic going into this last match Raw was was already
0: eliminated raw was eliminated at best smackdown could tie they could have gone like they could have given a win to raw in one of those right like couldn't they have given i guess you could have had aj win
1: the three-way over and and then it would have been three it would have been
0: two 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 going into this match yeah but it's fine like this is more realistic they're like hey so look whatever.
3: you guys you guys in nxt you get paid less here you can right. win yeah. this if you want Raw
0: also went like seven and oh last year so
3: yeah wow i would have liked going into this match
4: because there was the opportunity for there to be a tie between yeah. smackdown and nxt them to say like like they've been doing on AEW, we have judges if it goes to an hour draw um they didn't use that but i like the fact that you go okay if it's a tie between SmackDown and NXT, we will have a singles match between those two people.
0: Um or something like that. There was none so, of that. so it would have been two 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 heading into the finals, right?
3: if,
1: if AJ it, had won?
0: Yeah. Yes. Which would have added stakes to this main event. Yes.
1: Yeah.
3: So yes. I think I, I actually would have I don't want to sacrifice that Roddy win, I'm sorry. He that's that's the moment of the night. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but also one – yeah, it, it, I don't think people would have been all that I, – I don't think anyone cares about the, the brands winning all that much, but this was what the pay-per-view was built around, so it wasn't all that um, climactic here at the end. So the match begins, and it's it's like it's just a three-way, and you're waiting for this to kind of pick up, and so is the audience – uh, uh, Lynch goes for a disarmer on Bailey and Baszler just kicks Lynch to break up the submission we're going through the typical pattern where one's on the floor the other two are going at it Baszler then lifts Bailey onto her shoulders and gets hit from a, a missile dropkick coming from Becky Lynch Bailey then gets shoved into the post and Baszler hit a knee Lynch's back, sending her into the barricade and then to the post and Lynch gets driven over the announcer's desk. And this would take her out of the finish as Bailey and Baszler go back into the ring and Bailey gets locked into the Kira Futa clutch, suplexes and is able to get free of the Kira Futa clutch, goes to the top for the elbow and lands right back into the clutch, which ends with a tap out from Bailey and Shayna wins in 18 minutes and five seconds. I I never thought this really got out of the the gates. I thought this was a really underwhelming match for what was a really you know well built up match. I was really looking forward to this match, and you know I I was glad to see Shayna win. Um, it, it to me I think the match I want to see is Baszler and Becky, and I would have just had Becky get beaten here and be dealing with the wanting to avenge that loss and that's Uh, that could be wrestlemania next year i think you can still go with that story that is what Uh, they're they're, still gonna go with i just think it's more impactful if it was becky that actually took the loss here but you could still do that story (laughs) nonetheless this was not a hot match i I, I was disappointed with this especially given the the higher expectation to close the show
0: It was a little slow going and I think a big part of the reason was because you had Bailey in control for so much of it. Bailey, at this point is still a very underdeveloped heel who is still trying to find her way and beyond that, the work itself was really not all that strong between the three of them. They didn't really find their chemistry, I would say, at all. I didn't even like the way that uh, Becky was taken out. That felt like no, it was, a it was really, just like
1: tossed over the it was desk really a really, it? It a really so weak
0: sounds. spot given everything that we had already seen this entire weekend. Not just this the show of sure. course, but yeah. the entire week. I didn't I didn't like this match
3: actually. This yeah. was a a negative of the show for me. I'm really high on uh, Becky she Lynch. Like? I'm definitely always high on Io Shirai, the greatest women's wrestler of all time, but second in my rankings of women's wrestlers is is Becky Lynch. She's a draw for me. Um I liked her promos leading into this being like, "Yo, I don't care about brand supremacy. I care about beating you. I'm the best. I'm the man." And I I'm always into that. And um the 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 potential of seeing Becky and Shayna sounds really good because I'm not a huge Shayna fan, but over the years now in her reign in NXT, watching her, she's been getting better and better. And the characters would match up so perfectly. And then you had Bailey. I just felt like something just didn't click in this. It was really boring. They didn't do any really high spots. There was nothing that made it stand out to me i i couldn't i i I didn't really like this not one bit it took me out of everything and including shayna uh lost last night at war games shayna winning is the only plus here because she gains that back her loss essentially but still weird uh weird match for me
4: yeah i i wasn't a fan either i'm like you guys um it seems to be a bit of a, a trend as well with these like triple threat women's matches, because I, I left the main event at WrestleMania feeling a bit cold on that one, and I think uh, Becky is definitely someone who is way better in a singles match, mm-hmm. because so much of her, um, she, she's great in the ring, but it's her personality that carries across so much, and I don't think she gets that so much in these triple threat matches. Um yeah, I just thought it was kind of dull. The the taking out of Becky was weak. So weak. Um I I do like that she didn't pin Becky because I think you've got to keep I I think this is the mania match these two yes. and I think you keep Becky undefeated until then. You keep uh whether you take the title from Shayna or, or or what, but I think yeah uh becky shouldn't be taking a pin at this point yeah After,
1: it- afterwards becky attacked shana and put her through the table with the leg drop so obviously that should be the story coming out of this is they're separated on brands but becky is going to push for this uh for this match and maybe you revisit it at the rumble mm-hmm. uh if they're both in or just something but i i i do feel this should be the mania direction but in terms of you know th- this wasn't a match that lit the world on fire yeah,
4: and i thought I the agree. whole show was very strong actually i really enjoyed
0: pretty pretty much every match and i think to finish with this one it just left me cold in hindsight i think it maybe knowing how the matches came across maybe i would have ended with the men's rumble um but i think you wanted so the suit. nxt
1: win at the end like they're they're winning the whole thing and you want to have that right. nxt win so i i sure. do understand the placement of it it's just it's just the the match you know, you, you put in that position, it didn't deliver in a main event position. So, yeah. I mean, that's in hindsight you look at. But, um, you know, uh, let's do something different. Let's go around on a scale of 1 to 10 before we go to the forum and see what they voted. Braden, uh, what did you give tonight's show?
3: Uh, I'll give tonight's show a, like a 6 or a 7. I'll be nice. Because of that, That that I don't know, 6 minutes of Rey Mysterio and Brock Lesnar, I'm going to say I'm going to give this show a 7. Because Roderick Strong won. I'm doing
0: 7.5. Davey? Yeah, I'm going with a seven. I'm going with an eight. I actually really enjoyed the show. I really liked the five-on-five five matches uh, a lot more than I thought I was going to. I really liked the storytelling in Brock versus Ray, And overall, I just had a lot more fun watching the show than I would really expected. I We're think We're
1: coming it, off Hell in a Cell and Crown Jewel, so yeah, that might have helped. But
0: I think the addition of just NXT into this has really freshened the whole concept of Survivor Series up in, in a very positive way.
1: Do you feel it's going to be um, a negative now coming out of this where it's like that, that – element is taken out of Ron Smackdown in theory.
0: Yes. In a way, though, it might help things because I feel like we don't have to have everybody suddenly be friends, you know, and we could focus on proper storytelling again.
3: I don't like people being friends. Candice and EO being friends kind of rubbed me me the wrong way. I was like, come on. But – where where, yeah sorry it,
0: it was energizing i would say for the weeks that it was done well but for the for we got a lot of weeks where it was not done well and so i'm i'm kind of looking forward to just you know proper storytelling again and, and again Let's remember this entire month has been a commercial for NXT, and I, and thought I they, think a good one. They gained so much out of it. You, know? you mean
3: the show on Wednesdays that beats the other wrestling show
0: on Wednesdays? Sometimes. Yeah, and overall viewership, not yeah, necessarily yeah. the okay, target. Boomer. Okay, boomer. Okay, boomer. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll save it for the forums. How about that? <laughs> but, uh, you know, I I thought they did a great job. And let's compare, you know, the, the value of this type of call up, like for somebody like a Keith Lee or Rhea Ripley, as opposed to somebody like. Anyone else. Heavy Machinery. Sullivan, EC3. Exactly. I Heavy Machinery,
1: actually. I like
0: the They're but fine even, in their role. But, but even Ricochet, you know? like Alistair Black. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'd much rather be a part of Bailey. this class. Sasha Banks. Yes. Seth Rollins. Yes. huh. that's interesting. Uh, let's let's quickly go to this, see what the forum voted for, and let's go to a phone call. All right. They gave it a 6.45 tonight. Yeah. So Six uh, point point let's open five. up the phone lines. Phone lines are open, everybody. If you're listening to us live in the in the uh, forum uh, or in the chat room, please call in uh, 173-2800-4423. Long distance charges may apply. Or call us through Skype. Let's go to our first call, and you are on the line. Hello, Toronto. This is NJ. Oh, <laughs> MJ
3: from NJ.
8: In New York.
3: MJ um, from NY.
8: I give the show an eight also. I found it extremely fun to watch and really found myself agreeing with like a lot of way. What you were saying, the matchups, the like they were matches within matches like you see in the Royal Rumble, but these felt a little bit more like prolonged. I guess the biggest downside is that it it ends like this is what i want out of the wwe at this point in time the talent is incredible all these matchups feel fresh when you put these guys from nxt with smackdown and raw and the fact that like there is no payoff or that we can't get this all the time is a pretty like you know it's bittersweet because tonight was a lot of fun to watch and i could see myself really enjoying years of matchups like that you just made from these five-on-five matches tonight with all the different angles.
0: You know, uh, MJ, though, it's sort of a good thing, though, that we're not going to get this because I think next year when this rolls around, it could potentially be just as fresh, you know, once a year.
8: It it could be. I mean, once a year, it's a nice—like, I get the novelty of it. But just take that men's match, right? Like, Keith Lee has two or three programs coming out of it that could extend for— Eight nine months, and you could say the same about Champa and Orton, um, Roman, and for sure. Like, I'd rather I almost would trade the novelty of it to get fresher matchups all three nights of the week, opposed to like, what am I gonna get Miz and Bryan again because they had an interaction tonight? I, I just rather see the freshness. Like when we saw Cole and Bryan on SmackDown, that was so that was new. And it could be every week.
0: Well, again, you know, the next major pay per view that would cross brands is Royal Rumble, and that potentially can lead to WrestleMania. It's not far away. Not that far away. So, the time, like, this kind of refreshes my interest in Survivor Series, which I think has been a dead concept Mm -hmm. for like 20 years, you know?
3: If Maybe he, you go with Kevin Owens, the rogue. Am I on NXT? Am I not? I, You know, you took me out, but I was going to help you. I didn't attack you. You took me out. What's going on? And he could be involved. They could continue that all the way to the Worlds Collide thing that's still scheduled as well. That There's a reason it's called Worlds Collide because it's Survivor Series 2.0.
0: Thank you, MJ, for the call. Let's go to our next phone call. You're on the line. What's going on?
6: Hey, this is uh, Jay from Colorado. How you guys doing? Hi, Jay um you know i'm i'm also in the boat of uh you know not really expecting much from tonight's show and was very pleasantly surprised um definitely an easy watch uh most of the way through um although i gotta say they did walter wrong
0: <laughs>
6: that, that hurt that hurt it, as Braden said earlier man it just uh it, it just hurt me to my solid core i and and especially considering how they've booked the guy, not just to UK career, but in his NXT career. And that's the crazy thing is like, or in his entire career. And that's the crazy thing is he's had like two losses so far. And one of them was um, when Imperium was on Raw or SmackDown and he didn't indirectly, he didn't directly lose, but uh, someone else got pinned on his team on Imperium. And then, This week, he gets pinned for the first time, and that was just, ah, it it hurt. It hurt more
3: than his
0: chops. It hurt. It's clear that they, I don't know if Vince watches NXT UK. He claims that, you know, are you watching Vince McMahon? He claims he he is watching. Do you think Vince McMahon knows what time slot NXT UK is on the network? I don't think they give a shit what Walter's record is outside of, you know, the WWE main roster.
1: The the larger question is how in time they view that response Walter got if it yeah. was if it was an eye opener you can certainly argue that his presence at least was a long term positive even though uh I would never on paper look at this and put my NXT UK champion in that spot that any other guy could have been put in any big guy from either NXT roster could have been put in that spot to lose in three minutes and I don't think anyone would have a problem with it it to me it's like going out of your way to it was just position nxt uk which is already
0: uh a struggle for a lot of people that are not following that company let's go back to the phone lines what did you think of uh wwe survivor series
5: uh hey
8: guys it's paul from new jersey i enjoyed it uh first off i ha- I do have to mention um uh, before I- a group of friends i think there was like seven of us and when pete dunn came out everyone yelled i'll break your fingers, break your fingers. Break your fingers. <laughs> i was like man Davey portman is over
1: um,
8: um uh quick comment is um after seeing the way like guys like shorty g and ali and rusev and even cooling off uh owen loved the booking of rhea ripley looking like a smart savvy uh tough like hey that's I think that's the way you get faces over, and I think, like you guys said, she did great. Uh, I'll leave you with this. I really would like to see, like, uh, I think John brought up with Kevin Owens, like, and the issue is, she, it says, I'd like to see him win the Rumble and dethrone Lesnar at Mania.
1: Whoa. Yeah, it's, with Kevin Owens, it's, it's like, they run into these periods where they build him up to a degree, and I think the latest was the Shane McMahon feud, and you had him at a certain level, And then instantly cooled off right after that. And I think that's where he's back now. And then this weekend, it was, again, it was like a a reheating of Kevin Owens. And I'm just not convinced, like, they're going to go that far with Kevin Owens. I think he's in a utility role where they can always rely on this guy. They can put him in any segment, in any match. He'll deliver. But he's, there's a ceiling to him. And that's, that's kind of where I see Owens at right now. But I, I don't have, like, the great options either. If, if you're looking at the Raw roster for Brock, um, beyond looking at, you know, an outside SmackDown or NXT talent as whatever is next uh, for Brock, as his Rumble opponent, as his Mania opponent, it's, it's kind
0: of... You look at Raw, like, there aren't a whole lot of great options. Back to the phone lines. Hansi, you're on.
2: Yo, what's going on, guys? I uh, uh, hope you're all well. Um, I, I enjoyed, uh, the pay-per-view. I thought it was a really fun show. I thought, um, other than, you know, some of like, you know, the, the, the eliminations and the elimination matches were kind of random. Like, uh, I I still think the best survivor series match since this brand split happened was the one in Toronto in 2016 one, like that one that was an hour. It was like really, really good, but I thought this was a better one out of the last two years. Like the last two years were kind of like really dull but um I o- overall I enjoyed it um I liked uh, the spotlight that everyone got and um I'll just leave you guys with this that um in my personal opinion I think the reason why Mauro Bernalo, uh is taking it so hard because I hear people weaponizing his mental illness and going, oh well uh, you know he should be able to take criticism it's not that. I personally believe that Corey Graves is kind of a puppet in my personal opinion, and whenever he spells off on Twitter, I think he's doing it at the behest of an immature, evil chairman. And, um, you know, um, and he's done this before with, like, putting down the poor on election night and, you know, taking shots at CM Punk. So, um, if Mauro Ronaldo wanted to say something back, I guarantee you there would be backlash against him. So, tomorrow Ronaldo, I, uh, you know, I praise your name and I hope you get better. And fuck Corey Graves. That's oh. all I'll leave you guys with.
3: How many famous lines of commentary can you remember from Corey Graves?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not even so much an argument of like who's a better commentator. It's just I like you know, a like thing. Well, and I, no, like no. I wonder if Morrow had any like trepidations about even doing this show to begin with, knowing that this would have been his arm, first main roster appearance since yeah.
1: c- since coming back, mm-hmm. where he's been on NXT. Where would he would have, oh, man.
0: Had, would, have had, would have had the same people on his headset throughout the show. Probably had to you know do, do now, who knows what else that extra right. that extra little thing that just yeah. set him off. Yeah, I I just. It's it's the
1: part that and listen I'm I'm very open about the fact like you know me me and Way worked with Moro we we know Moro but if you sit through that documentary and you're someone that are, is on Twitter and you're about to hit send on that tweet knowing that it's it's not just any other it, it's bad enough to a colleague to do that but. Knowing his backstory, that's that's a part I really have a hard time wrapping my head around.
0: Sometimes I think if you're just a fan, I I can understand because you don't really know him, sure. but but this is a guy who works with him and has been through this exact same thing. Like he was on the same panel as JBL when it's that was. Like, it's, it's,
1: l- listen, I, I get my fair share of shit from people. It's like it's and it's understandable. Like we put our voices out there mm. and criticism is part of it. It would it would definitely Piss me off a whole lot more if it came from someone at this table. You know what I mean? Yeah. And not to say Corey and Moro were necessarily that close. They don't technically work on the same show together. But you understand, like you guys are on this. It's a colleague yeah. doing this, and that to me, this criticism hits should a come lot. privately.
0: You no, call to me, me, you <laughs> text me, like <laughs> not not into the public. Yeah, Jared, you're on the line. What did you think of Survivor Series?
7: Go. Guys, so good to talk to you again, and first of all, big shout out to the BDE, um, having to talk to them again this week, guys. Hey. It's a privilege. Um, f- first of all, as, as a uh, Australian myself and a fan of ACDC, and I even uh, saw them in concert <laughs> once, oh. I have to say, a, br- a, a brilliant band, an awesome band, and something that means a ton to our country, but I will say, after the ending to that match... <laughs> And a really awesome ending where I thought Keith Lee was elevated and, and it was even a great sequence with Brian Reigns. That music sucked. Uh, that music sucked hard. What's the best it ACDC so song?
1: Thunderstruck have. every yeah. Saturday morning. <laughs> yeah. Sunday. Dude, Sunday any,
7: anything I feel like they could have plugged in there and it, wow. it was just bad. But I wanted to ask you guys a question. Um, coming out of it, who did you guys think was the biggest NXT star to get the push? Because I thought it was a big pro... NXT event, especially given the fact that they're going against AEW every week, and I know they needed to boost them for Wednesday night. Yeah, Who did I, you guys think was the best? Personally, I, 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 I think you could go lead.
1: several different directions. I would say going into tonight, like I thought Shane has been awesome this past month, but I, I did think mm. tonight's match, it kind of cooled that off. I say Adam Cole. I think Adam Cole just felt like such a major star what a uh, week. on this show. Oh, and, what you, a week. and you can argue other ones as well, but for me, I, I think Adam Cole. Like the guy's been great, but I think that many more people are aware of him. It. it was just, just what a week, uh, as well. What are two nights from the War Games to tonight? Um, like he just felt to me like a like a big star on this
0: particular show. I would say the two standouts were Rhea Ripley and Keith, Keith Lee, Lee. You know, the two finalists of, of their particular matches. But I think throughout this entire process, you it's it's certainly Fish and O'Reilly.
1: Core. Like they've yeah. killed it while they've been up for all the matches that they've been involved quietly. Roderick's had a you know. There's some Strong. awesome talent, and they they mm-hmm. really got to expose it. And they made stars on NXT. You didn't see any of the guys put in these positions where where they choked under the pressure, mm-hmm. or di- guys they've maybe never worked with or haven't worked with in years. Mm-hmm. Like there was there was really none of that. It's, it was a lot of these guys that stepped up, and it was like these guys could easily be woven into your Raw or SmackDown rosters tomorrow, and the the shows would be that
0: much better for it. Back to the phone lines, caller, you're on the cafe. Hi. Oh, hello. Who's Hi.
5: this? This is Tess from Oklahoma City. I've never got to call in before, so hello. Hey, first
1: time, nice long time. First, time, first long time, long time.
5: So with it looking like it's going to be Bailey versus Shayna for WrestleMania build-up, my question is how do they make that match interesting? People already seem kind of bored of Shayna's style. She gets a lot of criticism. And it's not like Becky has a super... Uh, interesting moveset we'll call it. I mean, she does do well in some matches, but like someone said earlier, she's more known for her character work. So how if they're gonna build that for WrestleMania, do they make those two actually have a compelling match? I, I,
1: I really like Shayna's like portrayal. I, I think that she especially in NXT as like the, the like the top bully that everyone is after and she just constantly uh runs through everyone. And I think surprisingly, like her promo game has greatly mm-hmm. uh improved over over the last while as well that she's got that commanding presence and that was not something I saw of Shayna Baszler like following her MMA career to you know to have that level of presence now that she that she has I'm not too worried about the actual buildup of it but I think tonight you do have a bit of a pause about the actual match execution and what, what what kind of match it turns into because you know Shayna she's usually delivered on these takeovers but they they haven't been a uh, a clean sweep either like she's had some duds in there yeah it's dependent on opponent uh
4: she's in a way similar to Brock Lesnar i love seeing her against the smaller quicker people so her best matches in NXT have been against Kyrie have been against IO uh when Shit,
1: did that you, one with Nikki Cross remember the goofy one I, where yeah, oh yeah there was the, with oh yeah the, the sleep, passing out yeah. but the the one against Mia Yim didn't hit right. and I like right.
4: Mia Yim but they're maybe a bit too similar and I I think I think your concerns correct I think promo wise is is will be awesome and you can build on the whole Ronda story that we had last
3: year yeah.
1: it kind of writes itself um The Ronda involvement is key and I I would build up to like Ronda's first appearance somehow involved with some kind of angle Yeah I want to see that You know, there's definitely the idea of Shayna going for revenge on on Ronda with with Becky Becky. at WrestleMania, which would be the year to the day of the match. Maybe it's a
4: match uh, would benefit from some plunder like uh, no DQ, something like that could help
0: uh, with this one. I I, I also wonder what the effect of being the last match on a five-hour block Mm. of programming might have had on this, you know, and this was not the first time Becky, of course, has been saddled with, you know, the last spot in a very long show.
3: Something I noticed, though, that even when Becky was about to hit this, the match is over, Shayna wins, Becky is upset, and she hits a leg drop through the table, right, on Shayna. No one was leaving. Like, the crowd was, like, still, like, looking and watching. They, not, 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 no one was going. So I was like, okay, they still are interested, but maybe, yeah, the match just sucked. I don't know.
4: I think people might have been hoping for some kind Something's of return. Rhonda, I you know, think so I with it being
3: well. on last,
4: you you expect that big yeah. final moment. Uh, any other
0: well, thoughts, yeah. Tess? Uh,
5: no, I I'm just I I agree. I'm just I'm kind of curious because I do think that Becky and Shayna both tend to do better with faster paced people in their matches unless they do something like they did with Natalia. Um, the only other thing I was wondering if anybody had any idea how they build Bailey back up after this. Mm.
1: Yeah, I, I think this was almost, uh, the, the timing of this show is I think, a little tough because you had just turned Bailey. And I think now you can have the concerted push of Bailey as the top heel on SmackDown, which they pretty much had to stop in the middle of this. So we'll see The the biggest problem for me on SmackDown is that she doesn't have that that big baby There's face. No that's that's a big problem. <laughs> You've got to turn someone, or we need a return. Like Lacey Evans to me is the baby face. That is not going to fly. So you need to find that baby face. Um, Alexa Bliss is probably you know could be one come back as a baby face. Dana maybe, Brooke. Maybe she becomes that. I mean, th- these are the options you're looking at: Carmella, uh, Dana Brooke, Dana Brooke, Alexa Bliss, Dana Brooke. Um, she needs that baby face. That's that's one key. Thank you, Tess for the call. Please call again. Thank you. uh do we want to take a few pieces of feedback yeah from Let's go to the, the forum. forum all right, so
0: let us uh. Do you want to start? Yeah, I'll off start. Way? I'll start. Uh, okay, we got a it's me, Luigi, who says in terms of wrestling, I thought this was a very good show until the main event. The NXT title match was great, and I love the other two main title matches. Booking was a bit all over the place, but they still managed to create stars out of Rhea and Keith Lee tonight. Main event was bad. Nothing ever got started, and it felt like they were on autopilot before getting to the closing major angle, which was nothing. Six out of ten show for me. Please get some sleep, lads. <laughs> I think he means all of us. All right.
1: Uh, I'm gonna go down here to uh, Prakash from Michigan. I have a I have mixed feelings about tonight's show. I must say I enjoyed it. I love the fact that they gave NXT the brand supremacy bragging rights, but I absolutely hated the way they gave Rhea Ripley and her teammates a tainted victory. Rhea should not have needed assists from Io and Candice to beat Sasha. The women's match was not half as good as their war games last night, but better than the men's Survivor Series match. The only thing I liked about the match was Keith Lee. I had hoped they had not eliminated Walter so early. I love seeing Shayna Baszler overcome Becky and Bayley. But for me, the match of the night
0: was the NXT Championship match. It was awesome. Pride from New York. Enjoyable main event for the, enjoyable event for the most part. Felt like the down points of the show were the inexplicable Walter elimination and the general sl- slowness of the beginning of the women's survivor series match and main event. High points were definitely the ways they made NXT look strong tonight, whether it was that killer match between Cole and Dunn or the finishes of the survivor series matches for Ripley and Lee or Shayna seemingly setting up a major show match with Becky. They all, for the most part, looked great tonight. Ultimate highlight for me goes to the perfection of that double six one nine and pin attempt by yeah. the Mysterios. <laughs> Just a genuinely cool moment I'll remember from this night for a long time, no matter the finish of the match. All right, we go to Connor in New York City
1: from Ireland, but not oh, that, oh I know Connor. Of the show. Yes, not got that me Con-
4: very drunk in McMan's bar.
1: <laughs> not that Connor from Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> a show I was looking forward to, and all in all, did enjoy. Six point five out of ten. I've never liked ACDC and Red Lighting less than I do right now. I'm good for three-way matches for a while. Sasha, Sasha broke up a pinfall, which made no sense, but redeemed herself with that double submission. They missed Roddy's boom, but at least he got the win. The and says Nigel was great on commentary. Asks about the moral grave situation. So well, we went
0: over all that at the beginning. Brad, the dad from Halifax, wants to know where do they go from here with Brock? Where do they go with the Mysterio? Fam- uh, go with the Mysterios? Really wish he won tonight. What would you do with Dominic and Ray? Dominic's going to do, do you think
1: they do the handicap match?
3: I'm kind of I mean no but yeah, I'm kind of down, I don't know.
4: I'm down for it, but it just seems kind of definitive, like the yeah. end of this. They they tried their best. They teamed up on him. They lost Let's cleanly move on. Let's move and Ray. Yeah, there wasn't I kind of see that being it.
3: Is Dominic going to the PC? I, I heard that he is checking in in the new year down in Florida because they're going to let him. He's trained a train. few play Like he, he trained yeah. at Lances
1: for a while. But so. the rumor
3: is he's starting like with them in, in the new year. So, I mean, that's pretty interesting. He looked great. It's weird watching. Like now I know I'm old when I watched him in that ladder match. And I was like, whoa, you look good. I, I was expecting him not to hit the
1: 619 so well, but he did it, kid. You did it, Dominic. The the other, like, X-Factor is Kane Velasquez and whatever his status mm. is. As of now, he's advertised for that Mexico City show next weekend, but um, it's kind of unknown, like, is this guy going to go for knee surgery? Is he not? and Because, I mean, there is isn't a whole lot to go back to, though, with Brock. Mm. I mean, they made that one so definitive that mm. you've kind of had Brock just run through everybody at this point that you've got to create some new baby face between now and the Rumble if you're looking for a fresh face. Yeah uh next one here uh we go to uh Nas from new york city not that Nas. no no maybe it was uh Nas listens to post wrestling says walter what the fuck why even put him in the match could have been anybody from nxt happy for keith lee though the crowd was super weird definitely hurt the show the women's survivor series match was awful couldn't we have just done three versus three versus three did we really need dana brooke and company in there yes daniel bryan could fight my dad under blinding strobing lights and still have a good match best in the business Cole versus Dunn was match of the night. The mid-card triple threat was excellent. The crowd, though, give Adam Cole a long vacation. He's earned it. Great wrestling show overall, but too many negatives.
0: Six out of ten. Scrump from the PWT cast. Bang, bang. What is up, you guys? Full disclosure, I did not watch much of this show, and I didn't plan to. I turned down tickets to go see the show live and instead went and saw the Taika YTT movie. Yo, to cut you
3: off, I I am friends with this guy, Scrump. And uh, the first few seconds of this pay-per-view... Someone holds up a sign that says "PWT cast." I text Scrum. I'm like, "Oh, that must be you." And he's like, "What? I'm at a movie." I'm like, "What? Oh, okay." Well,
0: he goes on to say about thirty minutes into the movie, Braden texted me oh. and <laughs> let me know there was God, a, a PWT cast sign. <laughs> On screen, so after the movie, I tuned into the beginning of the show as a friend of mine was holding up that sign. I drove home and thought I should just give the show a chance as one of my favorites, Walter, was going to be on the show and would surely be given time to shine and mix it up with the likes of Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens. As soon as I started watching, he got pinned. All weekend, I said I would rather eat a denim jacket than to be subjected to watching another seven-hour main roster show, and I'm glad I got to watch the newest episode of The Watchmen instead of what sounded like a lame duck main event. Ooh. Shots fired by Scrump. Bang, bang. All right. We, uh, We
1: continue on here. Luke from Quebec. This was a pretty damn good show. Other than the length, as usual, I was worried a lot of people would look weak coming out of the elimination matches, but they did a good job booking them, except for Walter. What the hell? I also was very disappointed in the crowd tonight. They were mostly silent for Styles Nakamura Strong and even for Cole and Dunn. Really goes to show that main roster crowds just aren't the same as takeover ones. We blame WWE a lot for crowd reaction, but if seeing these matches doesn't get you out of your seat, I don't know what will. Now, back to keeping
0: NXT as far away from Vince McMahon <laughs> as possible, please. Please. Finally, we got a Jesse from the 6666. Six, six, six. Survivor Series matches are hard to book. A bunch of people have to take a fall. I know John's not a fan, but I always liked them. But it takes tact to book them right. Vince McMahon has no tact because he sucks. There were so many unenforced errors it does my head in. Pros. NXT won overall. Cole versus Dunn was good. Keith Lee got some shine. Cons. The opening match was booked stupid. The show was too long and the crowd got tired. The Fiend is not a main event character. Lesnar matches are mostly boring. And Walter's elimination was a crime against wrestling. Take care.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right.
1: Well, there you go. That was all of our feedback tonight. And I think uh, the end of our Survivor Series review. So, guys, wow. I want to thank you for invading. We don't have to see you for another year now. Yeah.
3: Brand <laughs> supremacy. Hey, wait. We'll uh, We'll... Well, I'm sure a few of our podcasting people will bump heads in the Royal Rumble. That's how it works. That's the next one. Worlds Collide. Um, Yes. We we invaded. Uh, NXT won tonight just like it did in the ratings, like it will every week.
5: <laughs> All right, he's really, uh, she's really high on this.
3: Uh, yeah, thank you for uh, letting us invade the post office, the BDE uh, invading. Uh, we really appreciate it.
4: What do you guys? It's a of... very polite invasion. I got to say, yeah, yeah <laughs> it's very much
1: a Canadian invasion. Yeah, and you knock first. It's like, is uh, it, is yeah, it okay? can I come in?
3: And full disclosure, uh, the Thai food that uh, you recommended the other yeah. day, oh, fantastic! Uh, I got
1: a message from Davey after. Didn't get a thank you from you for the recommendation, but Davey clearly the more <laughs> polite
3: one. This place was 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 good and i don't want to we're not going to i don't want to let people know secret. where this is actually
1: of my two text message ex, uh, exchanges it was Davey contacting me to th- hey thanks for the recommendation the thai food was great it was like wrote a nice message you on the other hand saying hey i think i'm gonna go mouth gi- mouth gig on friday and then late in the evening i said hey we're gonna see you there no i'm bailing <laughs>
3: <laughs> to be fair i tried last minute to go to a wrestling show but then when I got there, who would have thought? Indie wrestling selling out a venue in, in 2019. You were going to go
1: to the Super Kick show?
3: Yeah, but it was sold out, so uh, I couldn't give them my money. So uh, they made enough, apparently. Man,
1: so all the events, no tickets for Brain.
3: No, I didn't get to go to Mouse Gig Hang out for with the a guy that mooches
1: free tickets. Always, yeah. Shocked. I yes. they get in anywhere. I love free things. <laughs> we know. We know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, guys, what do you have coming up uh, through uh, Beyond Up Next, which drops every Wednesday night here at postwrestling.com? What's coming up on the Patreon? So, yes,
4: you can, if you're watching, uh, we we like to review the Star Wars movies uh, in the BDE. So we've been going through them chronologically. Uh, We just released uh, a review of Rogue One on our Patreon uh, today which is patreon.com forward slash up next. And we're both uh going through the Disney Plus series The Mandalorian. So you can check out our review of episode two and three, which is available on our uh, on our Up Next feed as well as our Patreon feed for free. Um, this week we've got a show called Up Yours, which is where we go to our world champions, our top tier for the Patreon, who select something for us to watch and review. And we're going back to 2016 to look at the Cruiserweight Classic.
3: Yeah, we, 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 we're we going to go watch that. We've watched a few other things from the Up Yours recommendations, but some of the shows that we've done and created for our Patreon have been pretty crazy. We created this, this show called Best Match Ever, where we argue about matches. Uh, uh, what are the best matches ever? We've done the best, Hal Cell, Rock Austin, Masao Kabashi. Uh, spoiler alert for upcoming, the next month, we have one planned. What is the best match? tlc match ever well you have to find out by listening to our show so we have a bunch of stuff coming out and we're super psyched because we do up next every wednesday night we we do now live on our youtube every wednesday night at 10 30 uh bde official
4: bde official on youtube yeah um we've also got another episode of was next coming this week uh, where we go back to 2012, to the beginning of the Full sale era of and we're,
3: Yeah, we're just starting that. Seth Rollins has debuted, Biggie Langston, Bray Wyatt. They're all debuting right now, which is crazy to see. Uh, and then we also do AEW Dynamite reviews on the Thursdays as well. We're doing so many so, crazy so podcasts. So how many bonus
4: shows do you guys have on your Patreon <laughs> Way week? too many. We're doing four a week. Wow. Oh, man. Uh, so up next, Amazing. plus three other shows. Sometimes
3: even more. So uh, it's pretty crazy. This week,
4: we're doing another free Star Wars one as
3: we go to A New Hope as well. So yes. we're busy, boys right now
0: you guys are outworking us yeah. we
3: <laughs> we uh we are following in the footsteps of the great john pollock and and waiting
0: so 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 to clarify up next on the free feed which you can find on itunes spotify google just yes. search up nxt yeah help us out That's even if that.
3: you know you're like ah, i don't want to listen to you i just want that uh nxt show then help us out go subscribe review rate and follow the up next twitter account yeah. uh, at up next uh, uh sorry at up next podcast on twitter on, yeah. the,
0: on the free feed it's up next every wednesday you have the mandalorian review up on for for the free feed as well and then on your NXT uh, Patreon feed uh, two bonus shows, three, yeah, three, three
3: sometimes bonus even shows. more. Three bonus shows yeah. a
0: week. five dollars a month gets you all that. We're
3: overwhelmed by all the Patreon love that you know. You guys have been doing Patreon for a while now, and we decided with the the move with NXT getting the hype that yeah. we would we try to do this, and we're like overwhelmed. We literally love this. There's it's amazing. no
0: better motivation like than to know people are willing to part with money yeah, to so, hear your opinion. So
3: yeah, shout yeah. out everyone who supports us again. Even if you're just listening to the weekly NXT shows, that's cool too. We just want to say uh, thank you because it's like this little weird networking thing we've created and and again you two have been fantastic to us so you guys are doing it yourself thank
4: you guys as well you you came onto our show this week for the survivor series draft and we got a boost in (laughs) patreon subscribers you are
3: money baby you You guys are drawers yeah uh, (laughs) legit if you just want to tune in for this game thing that we did the survivor series the real survivor series draft where we all came up with teams it was fun all you got to do is pay five bucks and you can listen to that show if you don't even like it (laughs) davy Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're trying to think of some more s- similar stuff. Yeah, do if you if you liked Under. that draft, let us know any other draft idea games that we could do. It's hard to do one for the Rumble, but we were like, ah, it was a fun show to do. So, yeah, we've just been um, really enjoying doing this. Again, like, we just t- started talking about NXT every week, and it became this little ball of fun that we love doing it. So thank you guys for letting us be a part of post-wrestling and, and all this stuff, because it's fantastic. It's amazing. One of the most
1: important it. things is to always interact with your listeners, and sometimes you're on multiple Social media outlets that you don't always check messages. So on Saturday, I once a month I go into my Instagram messages oh. and I just see people that have sent messages there.
3: And I, I, I
0: never check those.
1: I, I no check one checks DMs. those,
3: do they? I check my oh, DMs no. every five minutes. Brayden, I mean, not you
1: I, do.
4: Uh, I men not. in their twenties who are single check their yeah, Instagram DMs. That's DM. how okay. I get around.
1: But this is this is what I I tuned into or logged into on Saturday okay. uh, from earlier this week, starting on Tuesday night at ten thirty-two p.m. What time is Review Away going up? Next one, Wednesday, 4.56. Awesome, thanks. Following message. You really cater to your patrons, LOL. Next message. Recording it now would have been suffice. Oh my. And goodness. then he ends it, LOL. So I believe he can see here that I have not read any of these, <laughs> but he deduced that I was ignoring him this whole time. So uh, I'm not going to give out his username here, but I was not ignoring you. It went up on Tuesday night <laughs> at around 1 a.m. This one rewind, wow. rewind up. I guess so. Uh,
3: anyway. Always check your DNs, John. Always check your Always DMs. Check What's your really DMs. annoying is it that goes like down sometimes
0: I'll get tagged in stories, and by the time I get to my message, I can't see them anymore. Whoa. So that sucks. That's a good thing
3: for me sometimes. They disappear quick, you know.
1: <laughs> you
0: can you, never be you too you got to teach
3: us about how to use I don't cigarette.
1: want to know Braden's techniques. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to wrap it up. So thank you to everyone for joining us. Uh, Wayne and I will be back Monday night with Rewind a Raw going through night number four at the Allstate Arena. We'll see if there's anything left of this Chicago crowd on Monday night with a three-hour Raw for them mm. to sit through. And then Braden and Davey are back Wednesday night with Up Next. We'll have Rewind to Dynamite. Whole schedule will be out on Monday. Uh, thanks, guys, very much for coming thank over you. to the post thank office. You. And that is it. We are now off the air.